0: Hello, it is Thursday, January 6th, 2022. Happy birthday to AJ Hawk. Big thank you to you all for allowing us to be a part of your day here. Ian Rappaport joins us. AJ Hawk joins us. Mike Rupp joins us. Michael Lombardi joins us. The boys are on fire. Let's have a day. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it can never happen. Let's get to it. <laughs> Breaching the last week of the regular season of the NFL, Uh, Thursday, January 6th. No. no. But it ain't about that. Although that harsh reality smacked me right in the mouth earlier when at Boston Connor of the toxic table came over to me with a very straight face, with a hilarious mustache and a flowing mullet, and he said, hey, hey, bub, there's only six games next weekend. Oh. And then it only gets less after that. And we're five weeks away from no football.
1: And I said, holy
0: shit, why are you doing that to me on this particular Thursday? And he said, well, I'm a friend, and you need to recognize that we only have a few more days left of all 32 NFL teams being in. The NFL season. We're staring down the offseason. Now, the postseason, the playoffs is going to be absolutely electrifying with super wild card weekend, adding a Monday night football game. It's going to be spectacular, especially because that weekend is going to be a same-game parlay holiday yeah. for FanDuel. So cool. it's going to be one last big-time run with the most amount of games, most amount of teams, most amount of people available to bet on same-game parlay. I think they're going to be giving back like 50% of it. The money bet on same game. Wow! Whoa! I think I'm not 100 sure. There's once again. These are the the things that go yeah. in. And speaking on that note. If the tweet that we just received from a guy that works for The Citizen or something like that, Robert Harding, big news, mobile sports betting platforms can begin operating at 9 a.m. Saturday in New York, CC at us, that's 11.58 a.m. We literally just saw that tweet six minutes ago, had a completely different way to start this entire show, saw the tweet, said, Zito, pull that son of a bitch up. Let's go, New York! Welcome to the fucking time. Hey, welcome to the show, New York. Hey! Let's go. Now, obviously, New York City is a massive place with a lot of incredible people, and it's very dense, and there's a lot of people that have been betting probably for a long time with bookies on a quarter of fifth and blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
2: That's right. <laughs>
0: Yep. But all the way up there in Buffalo, Bill's Mafia, yeah, yeah. ready to go, who's been living by the same rules as everybody else down there in a much different world. Upstate New York, the entire state of New York, we can't welcome you fast enough, quick enough, and big enough. Welcome to the FanDuel Show. We are so happy you are here. It is time to make some money because this NFL season is wrapping up quickly. <sighs> And there's a lot of storylines and there's a lot of situations and scenarios that are still to be figured out. And we will watch along this weekend with absolute awe of the greatness of the best league in the world. And it is something you should think about when you look in the mirror and say, you know what? There was a time when there's no NFL football. And that time is... Ticking closer and closer. Yes, right. it is. Dark time. Yes, it is. I didn't even think about it. I've been riding the wave of the NFL season. Who's doing what? Who's going where? Where's the Super Bowl? Oh, is it in L.A. or is it now in Dallas? Ooh, Texas. Oh, we'll talk to Ian Rappaport uh, in about an hour about that. What's the inside information in the NFL? Because there is now a conversation about whether or not this Super Bowl can take place in SoFi because my my my, my made an appearance said hello to USA
1: my Verona
0: it was found in Cali that is where the Super Bowl is supposed to be but my Verona might move that thing to Dallas, Texas because Jerry said we ain't losing any box. Yeah.
2: Uh, sure hey you know what let's, let's go down to Texas
0: well, oh, I know the one him. half of the hammer. God. Cowboys at Tone Diggs, who's in the middle of getting into the best shape of his life so that at Super Bowl Yolks, radio dude, row, yeah, we look
2: yo. Not everyone's participating. That's their loss. But yeah. you know, That's right. You, at,
0: at Ty Schmidt here, one half of the toxic table, eating four chocolate chip cookies this morning and a couple Ooh.
3: quarter pounds yeah, of cheese. Yeah, you hit the Peloton, you can do that.
0: Hell yeah. well, oh, so you're doing the Kurt Warner method. I'm playing basketball, doing all this cardio so I can't eat like Boom. shit. thank you. And then you'll get a movie made after you that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah! Everybody's old
3: American underdog. Hell yeah! Yeah,
0: you are American underdog. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, but anyways, a lot going on here. Congrats to New York. Can't thank you all enough for joining us on this No Thursday Night Football, Thursday, January 6th. We'll have Mike Rupp join us, Stanley Cup champion and host of That's Hockey Talk in about 13 minutes or so. He moved his chiropractor appointment for this. Good guy. Rupps. He had a chiropractor appointment. He had to get that big lumbering goon body in the shape. He moved it back 30 minutes so he could have a chat with us because a lot of things are happening in the hockey world as well, which is what we have to start looking at now because... Once again, 18th week of the regular mm, okay. season, which is the last week of the regular season is just a few days away. My, My god. god.
4: Thank you for the extra week though. Thank you. Thank you, NFL. Thank you, NFL. NFL. Thank you, players,
0: for sacrificing your body for one more game. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Lions, yeah, thank you the NFLPA and the NFL eventually inevitably agreeing to have 18 games because of the amount of money that is being added with just one more extra game. And although the bodies aren't going to be able to make it of all the NFL players, thank you to everybody for making the decision to make it a 17-game season. Thank you, you, you NFLPA. NFL, you. NFL. you guys did great. I think we properly thanked everybody. I, they I think, think did we did We too. had to. Let's talk about a player that's injured. And we're learning more and more about an injury as the days roll on here. There is a scene brewing down in Champa-Bay-Q country. <laughs> <Yeah. Uh-oh.
1: laughs>
0: Just less than 12 months removed. From a Super Bowl being won in Tampa Bay by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady and Mike Greenberg and Jason Light and Bruce Arians bringing the entire team back, signing everybody, including A.B., who actually posted on a Tampa Bay Buccaneer Instagram after Tampa, Bay's Buccaneer, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Instagram flex that we brought all 22 starters back from the Super Bowl-winning team. Somebody else go ahead and figure out if that's ever been done before. Good luck. A.B. actually puts under there, Sign AB. Mm-hmm. So they bring AB back. AB's back in the fold. Bruce Arian, so much so, says, actually, you know, whenever we first brought him on the team last year before we won the Super Bowl, I was, uh, you know, hey, if he slips up at all, he's gone. I've had history with him. I'm not, th- he, actually, the first time it was mentioned, he said, I've done the AB thing before. I don't need to do it again. Tom Brady came in, a BA came in, they made a decision. Here we go. They bring him back. BA said he'd been a model citizen for the Buccaneers whenever he got there. It was a turning of a page, a brand new player that's why whenever the three-week suspension gets enacted for a fake vaccination card in which you know ba and them could have i guess looked at it as oh this son of a bitch lied to us whoa he didn't lie to us he jeopardized everybody because he was being treated as a vaccinated player but he's non-vaccinated but i mean what will hindsight say about the stats on who's missing games in the nfl especially with Omicron not seeming to give a damn mm-hmm. now symptoms much different allegedly depending upon who you Listen to Mm -hmm. CDC. Dr. Drew told us symptoms much less if you are vaccinated booster, whatever the case. He said he was vaccinated, was treated as a vaccinated player, was not a vaccinated player. Good Thought it was going to happen. We all assumed that yep. whenever we saw those vaccination cards and we had a friend that maybe made fake IDs for us back in the day, that it was like, oh, that is going to get duplicated quickly, especially with the modern technology that we currently have. Thought it was going to happen. A lot of trust though, everybody, hey, for the good of society, for the good of the world, let's get back into this. A fake vaccination card thing happens. How did they find out? Well, it's because a chef who lived at his house was pissed off kind of said some other things they buried he gets suspended then depending upon which report you hear i heard from a source that's not in the building but it's close to people that are in the building and kind of given their depiction on it because i didn't want to jeopardize or put anybody in any situation that is in it because we have close friends in there and i Mm -hmm. could call and say what the fuck is going on you know Mm-hmm. But who would tell the truth? Who would not? I don't want to put them in a compromising position either. So I'm talking to people, though, that they're not scared to put people, it sounds right. like. So my sources are telling me, hey, after that three-week suspension, AB did not feel as if he was appreciated or respected enough or they didn't have his back enough. Even uh, uh, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, who'd been there for 30 years, he backed up that. He said he heard the same thing. So then now there's a mistrust, it feels like, during that suspension between AB and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whenever I was told the story about what happened on the side, I was told conversations happened and then boom it blew up. We still don't know what those conversations are saying. B.A. said that he was never mentioned any ankle injury. There was nothing that B.A. came out and said he didn't want to go in the game. uh, So we don't have him in the game. We'll we'll talk about the people that are in the game and people that didn't quit or whatever. Now A.B. has come out and he has given his side of the story in lengthy. Uh, posts that are very well written and actually when you read through it you're like okay obviously can't do what you did but he admits that he's still working on himself still becoming a better person he might not have handled it right but he felt as if he was triggered here's the entire message from antonio brown this was posted last night i believe yep first of all i'd like to express my gratitude to the bucks fans, and my teammates. So a lot of people immediately start going, the grammatical correctness (laughs) Mm. of this post is top five in the history of the internet. Oh, impeccable. By the way, this is not anybody saying Antonio Brown did not write this, but I think as you're watching it, even has the comma after fans before and. I mean, you're talking like this is... R.L. Stein level. Yeah, I would not... (laughs) Whenever you're watching how this is put together and we read through this, is what the internet notice and it's hard not to. There's double space even. I mean, yeah, it is a well very it is a incredible message. The Bucks helped me, but also gives us his perspective. So even if he didn't type it up, he told somebody what happened in his side of the story so we get a chance to hear it. Whatever the case, people are going to go after players if they put out a statement that contradicts what the people already believe anyway. So I'm not saying AB's right, but the immediate reaction by the people that don't believe AB is, he didn't put this out. There's no way he puts mm-hmm. this out. Because there's even indents in the next paragraph yeah. that never happened. On the internet. I mean, that is just not something that happens. So it is very easy to point out some things that make you go, Did AB actually type this out? Or did AB talk to somebody, ghostwriter? They put together his sentiments, why he ended up in there. Let's assume it is the latter. Nonetheless, this is Antonio Brown's side of the whole yeah, thing. Brent. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to express my gratitude to the Bucs fans and my teammates. The Bucs helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. We worked together to resolve those difficulties, and I always uh, appreciate that. Being part of a Super Bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true. I make mistakes, I'm working on myself, and I have positive influences around me. But one thing I don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field. No one can accuse me of not giving it my all every play. Because of my commitment to the game, I relented to pressure directly from my coach To play injured. Uh, Despite the pain, I suited up. That staff injected me with what I now know was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using, and I gave it my all for the team. I played until it was clear that I could not use my ankle to safely perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline and my coach came up to me, very upset and shouted, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him it's my ankle. But he knew that it was well documented and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done. While he ran his finger across his throat. Coach was telling me that if I didn't Play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. I didn't quit, I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers, I was thrown out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. That's 100% in- inaccurate. Not only did he know I missed several games with the injury, he and I exchanged texts days before the game where he clearly acknowledged my injury. He obviously knew I was on the injury list, and the GM acknowledged after the game in text messages to my camp that I did co- tell Coach about my ankle pain on sunday is that the end of it there
4: uh, that's page one
0: yeah now we got to mm-hmm. go to the next picture um so he's laying out his side of it. i knew i know we were losing to the jets and that was frustrating for all of us okay yeah yeah well, yeah the jets We've it's the jets there. come on what if like so let's assume i mean maybe ab did write this not 100 sure he has impeccable grammar if it was Antonio Brown that did Mm it and he deserves a lot more credit for that entire thing but think about Whoever was potentially talking to him, and he goes. We was losing to fucking Jets. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not good for anybody. And that person writing, I know we were losing to the <laughs> Jets, yeah. and that was frustrating for all of us. Okay, I don't even have to play in the NFL, and I know that that was frustrating for everybody. Go ahead, Tom. I
2: think it helps if you picture him uh, walking around sipping a cognac next to a fireplace with a monocle in, and the yes. guy's on a typewriter. Okay,
0: and a guy typewriter is punching uh-huh. it in, following him on a stenographer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it okay. Is. Perfect. But I could not make football plays on that ankle. Yes, I walked off the field, but there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. I'm reflecting on my reaction, but there was a trigger. The trigger was someone telling me that I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledge my past, but my past does not make me a second-class citizen. My past does not forfeit my right to be heard when I am in pain. First they cut me, now they cage me. Instead of asking how I felt or getting to the bottom of it, the team texted my camp promoting a totally false narrative that I randomly acted out without any explanation they even told us in writing don't spin this any other way i have stress i have things that i need to work on but the worst part of this has been the bucks repeated effort to portray this as a random outburst they're telling people that first i walked off then i was cut no 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 i was cut first and then i went home They threw me out like an animal, and I refused to wear their brand on my body, so I took my jersey off. As part of their ongoing cover-up, they're acting like I wasn't cut, now demanding that I see a doctor of their choice to examine my ankle. What they did not know until now is that on Monday morning, I had an urgent MRI on my ankle. It shows broken bone fragments stuck in my ankle, the ligament torn from the bone, and cartilage loss, which are beyond painful. You can see the bone bulging from the outside, but that must... can be repaired. The MRI has been read by two top orthopedic surgeons in New York City, including Dr. Martin O'Malley. Let's go to the results. Mo! <laughs> at hospital for special (laughs) surgery not realizing that I had already scheduled a surgery at HSS. The Bucks ordered me under penalty of discipline with a few hours notice to show up to a more junior doctor at HSS for another opinion. What a joke. They're playing like I wasn't cut giving me a surprise attack order to show up to another doctor with no reasonable notice and setting this whole thing up as a basis to cut me because they did on Sunday. uh, What they did on Sunday was not legitimate. Sorry GM. I already received a confirming opinion that the top doc at the hospital you ordered me to go to. I love the Bucs fans. I really do. I love my teammates and everyone who showed me grace and believed in me. I gave the Bucs everything I had on the field. Uh, What the organization is doing now needs to get cleaned up. I do not understand how people publicly claiming to be concerned about my mental health can do these things to me in private. Once my surgery is complete, I'll be back to 100% and looking forward to next season. Business going to be Booming! Whew that's a lot of words that's a very well thought out hey this is my side of the whole thing now if you do recall Aaron Rodgers after an off season of getting buried he sat at a press conference for 45 minutes a lot of words explained his side this is Antonio Brown doing the same thing once again do not get distracted by the fact that it probably was not him that typed this whole thing up that immediately Mm -hmm. is what people are trying to do to illegitimize this entire story and narrative and he did run a route against the Jets in which he literally burned a guy turned him around cut back very guy fell down basically 14 16 yard gain whatever it was and then after that whole thing so now the conversation revolves around text messages that were released from ab talking to ba it was a picture of him getting his ankle worked on actually it started out with ba saying um make sure you're ready to go tomorrow we are not resting for the playoffs and then he followed up with a call me antonio brown sends a picture of him getting his ankle worked on and then says i'm all in coach really can't get to full speed i want to win want to be there if I wake up tomorrow feel better I'll be ready kind of rolled it outside on two-point play I want what's best for the team let me know when you're free I'll call you okay much different uh typing strategy than what we just read in the entire long thing but it's a private conversation as opposed to a public announcement uh BA says come see me in the morning we'll talk it out definitely want you with us in case you're ready okay so I don't know I didn't know that the narrative was that B.A. said he didn't know that A.B. had an ankle injury. Yeah. I, now, granted, he did say that in the press conference. He said, I, what, I didn't know about an injury or whatever. I think what B.A. was referring to was on the sideline. Every, everything is about the sideline conversation at this point. But A.B. definitely has uh, photo proof that B.A. knows that his ankle is injured. Now, granted... There's no way Ba has any grounds on to stand that he didn't know about the injury at all or existing because Ab literally missed like four or three weeks before the three-week mm-hmm. suspension. So it gets even deeper now. So now Ab's uh, not just you know exposing the conversation he had with Ba. Now he's also exposing the conversation he had with Alex Guerrero, and he said um, basically Tom Brady guy Alex Guerrero charging me 100k, never doing the work on me. How you even work with people like this? This what I was dealing with. So then on Friday December 20. Twenty fourth, before the game, obviously, before this all happened, Antonio Brown texting at six fifty one a.m. Hey, up early. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Working. Working. Hey, working, yeah. mm-hmm. like legit. That was one of the first things I saw. Like, okay, he's sending texts at 6 a.m. Hey, AG, if uh, if we're not going to work anymore, that's fine. Let me know about the 100K. I paid you. Only fair get back half my money. Let me know how to proceed. Alex Guerrero responds like two hours later. Good morning, AB. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I completely understand that you want to go in a different direction. Thank you for the opportunity to work together. You are a wonderful person. I hope for your continued success on and off the field. Please let me know where you want me to send the balance. Big hugs, my friend. So at our office, there's been kind of a split reaction to that. The balance, I didn't know if that was what he thought AB owed him, or a lot of people thought that was the money he's going to uh, send back in answer to what AB said there. I don't know how Alex Guerrero is getting buried in this. I thought that message was uh, a pretty yeah. Class I get, act. I, I, not, I don't I uh, don't just, know. I'm not saying class act, but I don't know how else he was going to yeah. answer that, especially if they decided not to work together anymore. To dive in quickly here before we get to Rupps, because I can't wait to chat with Rupps of Hockey Talk, Alex Guerrero has a crew of people that have been doing this pliability, body guruing uh, for a long time now. So much so that I've actually met a couple of them because they worked on a couple of players that maybe played for the Indianapolis Colts that might have been at the New England Patriots before. Mm -hmm. that was something that not just uh, Adam Tom There's a lot of goats from that New England Patriots team that were getting worked on by this crew of physical therapists that go deeper and have this pliability thing. They would fly around team to team and you would be able to set up appointments. Those appointments were very expensive because what they're able to do with your body, we're seeing with Tom Brady, we're seeing with a lot of other greats and they're not doing it for free. So 100K sounds like a lot. But I don't think Alex Guerrero is going to do shit for free for anybody. There are obviously business decisions being made here. Uh, But that is not that many sessions if what I was being told on how much a session is, costs each time. It's a massive investment. I was too young when I first encountered it to even think about investing in it. My whole body hurt the day after I was gifted a (laughs) session from Vinatieri. I said, I'm not signing up for that ever again. And I think it was kind of like, if I make it to 10 years in the league, 11 years in the league, 12 years in the league, I'll get to this because I'll have enough cash to uh, pay for it. And also my body will need it and require it. So who knows? There's a lot going on. That whole sideline's mic'd up though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, we're going to know exactly what happened, I think. Like, I would assume right now the Buccaneers, if they feel very confident in what was being said, they're going right to NFL Films and saying, hey, we need all the boom mics and all those things on the sideline to get this entire interaction. They'll probably release that on their side. I don't know if they want to do it now because there's a lot of drama. But A.B. also knows that everything is mic'd up and everything like that. He feels very confident about everything that happened. It's only going to continue to go here, uh, I can't wait to see what the truth is. The truth is going to have to lie somewhere. Adam Schefter just had a tweet. I assume it was about this. Buccaneers are releasing Antonio Brown today. League sources tell ESPN he is, a, as Bruce Arians proclaimed Sunday, no longer a buck. Okay, hmm. so A.B. has been officially released because that was a part of his statement, but they're keeping him in a cage. They tell him he can't play, get out of here. Then they keep him and say he can't go. They're probably trying to figure out all the backside of the whole thing. After these statements come out, the Bucks release him. That means the Bucks are probably confident.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, if he had surgery, he's de- he's definitely not going to be able to play. You know, next week or anytime soon when the Buccaneers will be playing a different team, right? Well, in
0: the scans, by the way, could show an injury, but it's also week eighteen of an NFL season, right? right? So I think that's us. probably what a lot of the Bucks people are saying. But if Antonio Brown is right in saying that they forced him to play and he didn't feel as if he could play, that's going to become a massive thing. Excited to see where the truth lies. We'll talk to Rappaport in about an hour about that. Let's see what he knows because he has source within the AB camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he has a source within the ab camp because he broke something from there can't wait to dive into that more it's going to get good down there oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's crazy hey once again this is super bowl champion team yeah man. week 18 of the nfl season prime to go a playoff run and this is what's going on it's crazy super gremlin tampa bay buccaneers
4: <laughs> fucking uh danny boy hustle hards yeah, involved that's right Woo! it's insane it is. And what you just said about the Bucks and the audio on the sideline, because it hasn't come out, that's what's kind of intriguing to me because they would just put that out if they thought AB was full of shit and none of that happened. When? You think they would just immediately after him tweeting that they would put <laughs> when, it out? We'll I, reach out to, uh, to the NFL films, people who haven't at least. So the NFL is going to, you know, because this well, is a big deal. Yeah, if the NFL
0: it. If coaches are forcing players to play and cutting people on the sideline being injured, the NFL is going to want to get to the bottom of that as yeah. well. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Let's turn our attention to the sport that was founded in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wow.
2: Yes. Wow.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk NHL hockey with a Stanley Cup champion, former Penguin, and host of That's Hockey Talk every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, at YouTube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. You can see him on the NHL Network, which is owned by the MLB Network, ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen. Mike Rops.
5: Edmund Roper! Edmund Roper! What's up, fellas? Hey, that's a lot to un- unpack right there that you guys are. That was some deep stuff you're going through before I came on, man. A lot to unpack.
0: Well, I tried to get through it because I knew you were sitting here on deck waiting to chat. And every time we talk to the Rups, or I hear the Rups speak, some magic comes out about hockey. But that is massive story. Does anything like that happen in hockey? Is there? Like in the NFL, there's always been a history of mistrust, I think, between players and trainer staff and coaches and owners. Anytime there's money and injuries involved, does that happen in hockey? or no?
5: yeah i mean it happens sometimes and, and you have i mean we saw it happen this year with jack eichel right so he needed to have surgery and he needed to have a, a something done on his neck and they didn't know if they're going to do disc replacement or um you know spinal fusion type thing and then there's this big recourse where you start getting the players association involved agents getting involved um You know, kind of forcing the hand of the team to trade the player because you can't agree on medical. I mean, there's 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 different levels of it that happen, but a lot of times, you know, it's uh, you you have different you have team officials and team doctors, and I feel like the one thing that's kind of in all of sports, and you would know this, Pat, is like there's times where you you, listen. I've been on teams where it's fantastic and the relationships are great, but at the end of the day, sometimes you wonder what's who's this best interest for is it to get you back on the ice you're back on the field is it to uh, what's the, the long-term plan here and so you get second third opinions and and you do all those things that that's stuff we've seen in hockey before
0: all right we're going to call you back our connection isn't as great as it should be but that's a great conversation pivot there because there is a natural pessimism to the thought that oh the best interest is being looked out for the player when it's not the player paying these people or the future of these people's lives is dependent upon the player. There's going to be more players probably that come through in the tenure of the medical department that has been with the team forever. It's, it's always an interesting and that's why the second opinion thing came in, where mm-hmm. it was like players are actually forced to get a second opinion outside of the building. I was very lucky at the Colts. I got along very well with our training staff. They rehabbed me from three, four uh, surgeries. They, it felt like they were always did have my best interest, but then you hear horror stories from other places where, like I think Chris Long Chris came Long, on. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Long came on and told a story about his ankle definitely being broken mm-hmm. and them just saying, no, yeah, let's go. Well, we'll look at it in the offseason. Like, pain it's pain to be- tolerance. Yeah, we'll see if he, if he can get through it or not. Yeah, pain tolerance. It's like, are mm -hmm. you tough enough? a play or not, basically. Yeah. It's like how you word it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Stanley Cup champion Rupp's uh, co-host of That's Hockey Talk. We can't thank you enough for being here. Let's dive right into the hockey season. How's the season going? None of the games are on TV, Rupp. What, what, <laughs> I, I, we signed We signed two deals with Turner and ESPN last night. We finally got a primetime Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguin. one best organization in the entire fucking league wow. on primetime television against uh, St. Louis Blues. And Sidney Crosby ragdolls some young punk gets an assist <laughs> and then scores the game tire. Is that what the rest of the season is going to look like? This is good for hockey, I think.
5: Oh, uh, you know, we as far as the watching the games, it's going to take a little adjustment. I mean, we're going into that phase now, and, and I think what the, what you're seeing is like you know how you got the NFL that's got different outlets, got different nights of the week. The NHL's kind of getting into that avenue now, or that 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 kind of walking down that road where it's going to take a little bit of time for people to understand. All right, we got ESPN Plus on these nights. Uh, we've got ESPN, then we've got Turner, and we, there's all these different ways of kind of shaking it out. But last night was the first night, you're right. Uh, we talked about before, when the AEW was finishing up, Turner has a, a primetime slot now the rest of the year. So we sit here and we're looking at uh, the Penguins primetime last night, St. Louis Blues. So we'll start seeing more of those 8 o'clock kind of starts or 7.30 starts on TNT. But, man, that was a good one. Our, our watch-along on, on that hockey talk, you were on there, Pat. You talk about a comeback wow what a game what a game to be, have a watch along with and this guy right here and you on got all bloody nose his schnoz was bleeding got punched in the punched in the nose you don't you don't wake the bear you don't poke the bear man Sidney crosby comes back in that game and shows why he's one of the best of all time and uh that was good man you that th- was that was a cool watch along right
0: yeah it was awesome do you think turner is just going to decide we'll just put Sidney crosby on prime time tell it listen for instance Brock Lesnar goes to Monday Night Raw, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the ratings are up. Mm -hmm. You put Sidney Crosby, and he has bloody nose after beating the fuck out of some (laughs) 18-year-old punk, okay? Just beating the shit out of him. Gets an assist. Then all of a sudden in front of the goal, getting pushed in the back, elbowed by the goalie to himself, fucking goal to <laughs> tie this thing. I mean, he's electrifying on the ice every single time. Are they going to pick and choose what teams go? Are they actually thinking that far ahead? Like, should we put our stars on these primetime games? Because it feels like the NHL has never been a league that has thought forward strategically wise marketing. Is that something they're getting into? Do the, do the networks decide, or what do you think the case is?
5: Yeah, I think we're going to – well, see, the thing is that up to this point, I don't think Turner's had some primetime kind of – Matchups because of um, you know they, they haven't wanted that eight o'clock they haven't had the ability to put that eight o'clock game on or that seven thirty game on now they do so I think we're going to see better matchups I mean last night's game St Louis and Pittsburgh are both two teams that uh, I would not be surprised to make long long playoff runs uh, so you you've got that I think it's going to pick up from here on <laughs> out and, and I think that they're going to try to brand that Wednesday night Wednesday night's going to be like that's that's Turner's night that's TNT's night. And uh, we're going to see some good matchups uh, coming up down the stretch, especially with some of these makeup games, and try to get some of these on nationally.
0: So I saw Biz with the mustache afterwards, and they're, you know, it's nice to see these networks investing in hockey. And I, I, honestly, there, there's only like what two, three teams this year that could really go. It's the Pens, then what? Golden.
5: Bruins. Red Wings. No, I Detroit, don't are we saying Detroit, we're just going to get all the representation in studio yeah, there? Definitely no, the Red no, Wings.
0: no, listen, Red Wings aren't... They weren't even invited to the tourney a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. You guys true. weren't even invited we're to the tourney.
6: Stevie Wise got us back. You guys nah. were
0: 25 minutes from the bubble in Canada. Weren't yeah. fucking invited. You were right. the closest team to the thing. You weren't even invited. Yeah. I'd like to get a good pop out of the rupper. there. <laughs> yeah. That's a joyful thing there. But in how many teams really have a chance right now? And once again, I think I asked you this the last time you are on, when does it start to matter? Like, the Pens are on a nine-game run right now. Is this good? Is this bad? And what team should we keep an eye out for?
5: Uh, it's awesome. I mean, any time you get on a run like that, it's amazing. So, this Pens team, I think if Evgeny Malkin potentially could be back tonight. I don't know if he will be back oh. tonight. Um, you know, I... That's the tough part, though. Like, how do you? You don't want to break stride in what you're doing, but I mean, you're talking about an all-world player, right? So how do you? How do you try not to disrupt the run that you're on? But um, you know, you could say they're peaking early here, but hey, you'll take this any day of the week. Anytime you can get a run like this, you go with it. It's about kind of getting into a, a groove like that in the last five, six games of the season. Uh, when you look across the league, man, there's some guys. There's some teams that are powerhouse teams out there. Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning going for three cups in a row. I mean, they're unbelievable. And uh, how about your boy uh, AQ Shipley? Is he a a Bolts fan? Have you talked to him about that?
0: No, he's a Penguins fan, but I guess he he has partied with the Lightning a couple of times. He said said they go. He said they go, and he does like them a lot. He said they're a good group of dudes down there that are also incredible at hockey.
5: They got a a great opportunity to to three-peat here, man. So it's, uh, you know, the Colorado Avalanche are another one. And then, and then, no, that's kind of like the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So there's a the Eastern Conference is putting up about three teams that are probably the favorites. And then there's the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Washington Capitals. The? Uh, these teams can make some noise. So it's nice. going to be great, man. We've got a lot of teams that the East is going to be really tough to get out of. But um, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing right now. That it's the timing in hockey. You talk about the TV stuff. You know, everybody's watching football. Everybody loves football. All hockey players, hockey fans love watching football. And then once football season ends, you kind of f- change your focus here on hockey. It's the greatest part of the hockey season, man. That home stretch going into the playoffs, the playoffs are unbelievable. It's, uh, it's a whole different animal from some other sports. And uh, so I, we're going to see that picking up here in uh, probably late January, early February.
0: The NHL playoffs are electrifying. Now, granted, I lived in a city where the team in which I cheered for Normally, just ran right the fuck through it. Yeah. You know, you guys would know back with the original six, they used to do that. It was yeah. like maybe when your grandfather, your father's father, when your father's father, twenty-two fodder. years of my life. When fodders, right. Yeah, when your father's father fodder was maybe a hockey fan, that's maybe right. that's when the Red Wings would go on a run. And uh-huh. don't even tell me about the stupid fucking Bruins. Bruin, and the Golden Knights weren't <laughs> even around. <ride>. Okay, <laughs> they weren't yeah. even around.
3: Every year we go to the playoffs, but we don't know yeah, what it's right. like not going to the playoffs.
0: Anyways, can we can we, uh, can we talk a little Damn. bit about hockey <laughs> culture? Is it true that the Russians drink vodka like water? Is that real? And is, are the athletes, are the NHL players doing that or no?
5: Um, I mean, yeah, they they drink vodka. I mean, I think now would what you're starting to see, though. When you're talking about back in the day, I mean, we had stories uh, – We'll have you know what we'll have uh, Vancouver's head coach Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, he said he'd come on, and we'll find a time to get him on. We talk about the old days. Is that guys the have-
0: former coach? Oh yeah, oh uh-huh. yeah. He's not coming on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, geez.
5: no, but he's got stories, man. And, uh, we, oh, had, we had we had Stars' guy. head coach Rick Bonus come on. He's telling about some guys not too long ago. Like I played against these guys. They're having they're having smokes, you know, in, in uh, you know. in intermission they're on the back room and he was told the story of uh danny markov who was back in the in the trainer's room and he uh you know he had the uh the 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 washer and dryers for the in the equipment room and he's back there and he's having a cigarette in between periods and he's blowing it into the into the the dryer so the just throwing all the smoke into the dryer and and trying to let it go out the vent in the dryer because and it's like the game's changed so much over time you know now it's like it's 365 days a year training, eating right, sleeping right. So do the Russians drink vodka? I'm sure they do, man. That's in their blood. But uh, they're not I, – nowadays, I don't think the guys go out I don't think the guys go out like they used to. So, um, you know, it's it, there's like no room for error nowadays. So those Russians uh, probably just do that in the offseason.
0: Well, and also going out is no longer the same because if you get caught doing anything, you're done. If, yeah. you, if you slip a tongue at all and say you're better than somebody, you're in the middle of a beef all of a sudden. I mean, there is it's a much different world with cameras being on phones than back in the day. So that might be a little bit guarded. I just assume that they were just absolute, and, I mean I've heard stories that like you hockey guys used to go like I remember accidentally stumbling into a hockey house maybe late night and it's the hockey dudes could always go it's uh it's a hell of a
3: culture over there love the sport go ahead Ty Well you mentioned that Rupper, but so as like Ovechkin I'm um, on an anomaly then I mean this guy's drinking 12 packs of Dr Pepper on the ice like how how does a guy like Old that school. just do whatever the fuck he wants and still go out there and score you know 3 4 goals a night
5: that guy's a machine, man. I've never seen anything like it. Um, just from playing, listen, I'm never going to try to compare myself or really any other player to him, uh, as far as you know. But it, it, the way he goes, right, the the tempo he plays at every single shift in every single game, it's it's incredible. I mean, there's nights where you just simply don't feel good, right? You just don't feel like you got your legs. You got to be, uh, you got to be a wily vet and kind of. You know, outsmart the situation because you don't have the, the the physical attributes that night. This guy has it every night, man. And and he, uh, I saw the stat the other day, which is which is crazy about him. And and maybe, hey, maybe that's the secret sauce. Maybe you throw back twenty four Bud Lights and uh, you got that extra weight in you or whatever. But this dude, he sits yeah, there. Uh, so we know that oh, he's coming me. up, right? He's making a run for the Wayne Gretzky all time goal record, and he's going to get it in in the next couple years. And. Uh, we started look, we started running these these stats saying like you know I just never seen a guy like this like he's the the best goal scorer I, I think right now the league has ever seen and he's up there with league leaders and hits every single year so we started doing some comparables of like all right so who has scored over 400 goals or whatever the number was 400 goals and um, you know in that span of Ovi's career. And where are they at in the hits department? And Sid was number two. So Sid had number two most goals over that time. But then you look at the hits numbers. Sid has like a career, 894 hits. Ovi had 3,600. Dude, like this guy, this guy, since he's come in the league, Ovi, and what was that, 2005, he's got the most goals by a lot. And you compare, he's, he's number four in hits since 2004. And the guys he's out there with, uh, the, or sorry up there in that list with they like Kel Clutterbuck, you know That's Matt cool. Martin oh, um, Dustin Brown these dudes like they're Chara. paid to hit like you know what I'm saying like hey a a Rupper we're gonna pay you x amount of dollars you're gonna go out and you're gonna hit everything that moves those guys Ovi's in there with Ovi's paid to score goals and he's hitting uh with the best of them he's a freak of nature and dude I don't think this guy's gonna stop anytime soon.
0: He's so electrifying. And, and as soon as the Pens Capitals just became a thing, you know, we had Gino, we had Sid, and all anybody want to talk about was like, oh, this guy is just a wizard at goal scoring. He posts up on the left side. He'll even skate backwards for like two seconds. And as soon as that puck is even over there, it's a goal. It's a guaranteed yeah. fucking goal. And it's coming harder than any. He's a sniper. You see his work. And then you start realizing like, oh, he takes runs at people too. Like he is. Oh. He takes runs at people. Yeah. I wish he was a Penguin. We should trade for him. Is that going to happen? Is he going to be-
5: we're Hey, hold on, though. I thought we were trading for McDavid, though. We are. What are you talking oh, about? Jesus. Well, yeah. If
0: right. you want to play in the NHL, you play for the fucking Penguins. Don't think so. Who did you guys have on the show last night? <laughs> Guy who never played for the Pens. He might, might as well have never been in the NHL. <laughs> he was from Nash, Vegas. Now you're going to have goddamn Boudreaux on this goddamn thing? I watched that 24-7 for the... Uh, they played outside uh, or whatever. Yeah. What Castle, the classic? Classic, that yeah. guy's talking a lot of shit on the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I don't know if that guy necessarily should be allowed hey. a microphone. Huh?
5: Pat, I got something for you. I got this for Connor, man. Here we go. How, hey, you thought Tukorask just got signed. He's going to be on this uh, trial. He's going to play, I think, tonight or tomorrow night in Quite Providence. So, Pat, I'm going to let you in on this. Some of the listeners here. This thing, man, I call this a mile away, and i got to toot my own horn for calling this. The Boston Bruins have some issues on their team. They need some depth players. They need a goaltender. And what they did, they've had Tuka Rask has been their guy for years, years and years, right? And he had some surgery in the offseason. Oh, yeah. So he's gone. No contract. Everybody knew, all right, when this guy eventually gets going, they're going to bring him in, league minimum. And uh, they're, they're going to go on a run with, with their one of their all-time great goaltenders. And I want to ask you this, Connor. Because I think David Krejci is going to be coming back here down the stretch, too. This guy went home to play in Czech Republic, and he's like, I just want to go home. I'm done in the NHL, and the Boston Bruins need a center iceman, and they're going to be all cutesy and get this guy coming out of his his, his, uh, Czech League uh, season, and he's going to come back in. So the Boston Bruins are going to be... They're going to be revving up here with some oh. of the old school guys down the stretch. So you can't sleep We're on We're fucking that. My pulling your armor, detector. dude. Don't nah. worry
4: about it. We're nah. pulling your armor back for the fucking play. Nah, though. I've heard through the grapevine Fenway sports groups, actually, if Krejci oh, doesn't come back, up. they're trading Crosby back up to Boston, Get where up. he okay. should be. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. shut the hell up.
0: There's no reason for that. Sidney's going to retire a Penguin right
2: well, now.
0: Yeah, you. no
5: doubt about that.
0: Yeah, so we got the two greatest hockey players of all time. That's awesome. Go ahead,
4: Tom.
2: Yeah, Roper. But... with all due respect, and Pat just mentioned the guy, fucking Ovi couldn't hold Yags' jockstrap, okay? That's first and foremost. Let's get that out of the way, okay? Secondly, they say championships are built up the middle. Was there anyone ever better built up the middle than when it was you, Sid, Jordo, Evgeny, and fucking Flyer? <laughs>
5: Ah, oh, no, man, that was, that's got to go down in history, man. So there, is a player, uh, huh? Yeah. You know, uh, hey, anytime you could be a part of a group like that that's got probably 900 goals, even though I'm only responsible for about a handful of them, I'll take it, man. you, you got to take that center ice down the middle right there. Uh, hey, you, one thing you touched on there. We're, hold on a second. You're trying to tell me. Why don't you to- like
0: Yawker? Hold on one second. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. like <laughs> there's, there's a Gags? conversation happening yeah, behind sure. here where everybody's yeah. telling me, hey, he does not like Yogs. Yo, what, what does that hold even mean, second. dude? Get right. right. you, you, that's that's right. right. You're I'm trying to tell
5: me that you like Yogs? I know yeah. you're I know your Pittsburgh through and through. You bleed that black and gold. You're trying to tell me that that Oak can't hold a candle to Yogs? Listen, really? when, when six six and six eight, eight. were going uh, up. Uh, and down you, oh,
1: Ronnie
0: Francis!
7: Oh
5: my God. Got, All right, I got a couple Yog stories for you. Real yeah,
0: quick. hey, now we're going to NHL Network story time of Rupper.
5: All right, so so here's the thing, and, and you can call this in Yogg's, I've always heard, you know, I listen, man. I'm gonna be square with you. I've never heard a bad thing about him. So don't add to I, it. How don't, no, no, don't say anything. All right, don't say anything I bad. I've heard though. I have heard he likes to he likes to march to the beat of his own drum, which is fine, Superstar. right? Like we know superstars do that. Alex, so New York Rangers years back, uh, I'm not on the team, but I, a, a guy told me the story that was on the bench next to Yogg's. They're down the stretch. They're battling to get into the playoffs, the shootout, right? So we all know what the shootout is uh, at the end of the game. And so what happens is as soon as regulation or, – or, sorry, overtime ends, we go into the shootout, the coach has to write down on a piece of paper three names, and he passes that off to the referees. They bring it over to the scores table. They know who the first three guys are. And then after that, it's sudden death, and you send guys over the wall. So Yogg's is one of the greatest players that's ever laced him up, man. All we time. know that. And, and he didn't like – he didn't like shootouts. He didn't like breakaways. This team's down the stretch. And uh, so I heard uh, Tom Rennie was the coach at the time. And he'd sit there before the shootout. And like they needed this. They needed this win, this extra point to make the playoffs. And so he's going down the bench. And he comes up behind Yogg's, puts his hand on his shoulder. And he goes, what do you say, big man? <laughs> we really need you here. What are you thinking? And, he said, and I heard the Yogg's just sat there straight up and just goes, Said no, nope, not going. <laughs> he wouldn't go. He wouldn't go. And I'm like, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like I, I, on his team? Like are you losing your mind? And, and the guy is telling me, he's like, he's like, wait, wait, what are you supposed to say? Like he's saying he doesn't want to go, but we like need him to go. And he said that all of a sudden Tom Rennie would like look to the next guy and just be like, all right, big boy, we need you. Let know, let's go. Like, nope, get the boys going. But I'm like, I, I thought to myself, I'm like. That's little things like that as a team guy would drive me nuts. Man, Yaks, you're the best of all time. I get it, you don't yeah. this isn't your wheelhouse. But like I, I don't, Mario would never do that. Sid would never do well, that. Well, Rap, Rup, do that. Rop. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. Listen, all these guys you're yeah, speaking yeah. of great hockey players. Obviously, Wayne would go, but yeah. Yarmor yeah. Yager, is from the goddamn mud. Alright? Sure. Oh yeah. Shootouts are too easy. Yeah. Yeah. This dude. He likes gritty. Yes. He likes mm-hmm. grinding. He likes beating people. He likes taking a little bit of abuse. He likes saucing and dicing yeah. people. Yeah. He doesn't want just open ice. Yeah, no. Anyway, Yarma Yager does Pat,
8: right? Pat, Pat, I know you joined us for that talkie talk last night, yeah. but you, you joined a little late because when Rupper initially jumped on, he told us the story of how Yags – played Mario and he played the penguins organization and he used them for leverage to get more money to go join the Flyers oh, and no. while doing so it led the Rupper leaving in free agency oh. because he was put on the back burner because they tried to sign Yags again. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yager ran Rups out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> it is bullshit that <laughs> that happened. Oh, so oh. that's you know what it all Rupp, comes full,
5: full circle. I've that. got an axe I got an axe to grab that.
4: <laughs> yeah. boom
5: so you Ar- no he is whoa
0: he's
9: got a personal agenda well Yad
5: <laughs> ran him out of town he wanted to die in Pittsburgh I'm he not happy run. I'm not happy you got run out of Me Pittsburgh either. okay I'm not happy at all hey but, but that's the whole point is your boy your boy never even came he said I'm coming I want to make things right I want to be in Pittsburgh I want to come full circle Mario yeah we're tight we're good I want to make everything right and the dude used him as a negotiating ploy to go sign in Philly man of all places he oh. signed with the Fires! I, Come re, on.
0: Revisionist
2: history in my head didn't have any of this happening.
0: <laughs> no, Fires, I was I, was trash, I was in Spider-Man man.
2: last night, so I didn't catch that part of Hockey Talk. So I apologize, Rapper.
0: I do apologize, Rapper. I'm not happy. Yogs did that to you. Messed up. No, I. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll give pants. you the I'll give you
5: the Cliff's Notes. This first. guy might that, still be on the Pens,
0: that. and Sydney wouldn't have to be yeah. fucking eighteen or fighting fucking eighteen year olds. Yeah. yeah. All right.
5: Here's the deal. I, I, I'm playing in Pittsburgh. We finished the season. We got three pending UFAs. Uh, it's Pascal Dupuis, Tyler Kennedy, and myself. Oh. In that Tyler, Tyler!
1: Kennedy.
0: Tyler! <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Kennedy, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shout out. He's Green uh, so, Bay, Wisconsin. So it yeah. kind
5: of in, in order of importance of signing, that's that's the order, right? So we're, we're looking, and, and I knew if I went to free agency, I was going to be leaving because the Penguins couldn't give me what I thought I could get on the open market and they couldn't give me the term. Okay. I wanted to be in Pittsburgh. I wanted to stay in Pittsburgh and retire in Pittsburgh. So, you know, the conversations are going good. All of a sudden, Yager was playing in the KHL for the last few years. And now he has this rule and the collective bargaining agreement where he can come in and he has access to speak to all teams three days before free agency. So he comes back with that jargon. I want to make things right in Pittsburgh. I want to win another cup in Pittsburgh. And I want to make things right with Mario. So all of a sudden, those, the, us three guys who were kind of in that pecking order, we got, we got put on hold, our negotiations, because they want to talk to Yogs. So and Nick mentioned this around Pittsburgh. There was hashtag Yager Watch. It was nuts every day. Yager Watch, Yager Watch, Yager Watch. Binoculars. People were tracking planes. Every, yeah, exactly. Yager Watch. And uh, so every day that's happening, people are you know getting updates on this. And what the guy ends up doing, he says it's not about the money. It's about the opportunity, and it's about you know kind of closing this 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 circle here in Pittsburgh, and. He signs with the Flyers because they paid him more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what ended up happening is he did that, and it took us all to free agency. So now I start hearing these other offers, I and I have to leave. So it, no, he you just want more money. He used, the, <laughs> he used the pens in this to he kind wanted. of get what he wanted. And that's fine. That's his own thing. So I guess in my opinion, I was kind of pissed. I had a little chip on my shoulder for Yogg's. We're playing against him, the Winter Classic, that year. Outdoor game in Philly. I'm with the Rangers. I score a goal. I do the old Yager salute, right? Oh, in God. in Philly, oh, yeah. the whole place wants to kill me. Their team wants to kill me. Everyone's telling me how disrespectful I am to Yags. We won the game. Cool, whatever. I had to get beat up a couple times after that because of what I did, but <laughs> fine. So, I fast forward years later. I'm in LA covering. I'm on working for the NHL Network, covering the All Star Game. Yager's playing now in florida for the panthers because they paid him the most money Still playing. and so he he ends up he ends up at the all-star game and i'm at the hotel he goes walking into the elevator i'm getting ready to go in the elevator from a few feet back and i'm like yeah i'm gonna wait till the next <laughs> elevator i don't really feel like talking to this guy like you know and uh so elevator goes up i go upstairs i change i'm renting a car to go out for the day because we have uh some time during the day I, I hop in a cat or an uber go two miles outside the city and go to this mom and pop car rental place. I walk in this fucking place, and who the hell is sitting in the chair? Yoggs, sitting right there in the rental car place. And I walk in the room and he's like, hey Rupper, I'm like, hey Yogs, how are you, man? Congrats on the All-Star game, blah, blah, blah. Cool, thank you. And stand there. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, none of this was about disrespecting what he was as a player. And I didn't like when people were saying that. I was supposed to be a thorn in your side. I did that to to kind of fit that that role. So I'm like, I got to say something here. So I'm like, "Yaks, listen. I walk up to him and go, hey, man, remember a couple years ago, Winter Classic, you know, I remember I scored those couple goals and we won the game, uh, uh, and I did the, I did the Yager salute. I mean, that's your thing, right? Like, I, I did that. No hard feelings, nothing but respect for what you've done. You're one of the greatest of all time. He's like, no, man, don't even worry about that. I'm honored that you would use my celebration like that. He goes, uh, don't worry about it. He's like, it's all good. I'm like, all right, cool. So I felt like this is beyond us. It's fine. Two minutes goes by, all of a sudden he turns around and he goes, Hey, Rapper, I want to tell you, man, you're really good on TV. I think you're great. You do a great job. I love watching you. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's really – now I'm feeling like a piece of shit. <laughs> right? So I'm like, "I'm like, oh, man, you didn't have to say – thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. And he goes, you are so much better than you were as a hockey player. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah.
5: And yeah. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I go, <laughs> I go, fuck you. I'm like, we're 1-1. One, one. We're tied. Like, it's over. And it was kind of funny. It was good. We – we kind of gave it a little big uh, handshake, and, and it's over with. So I got nothing but love for him now. But at that time, man, I was pissed at Yogs because I wanted to stay in Pittsburgh.
0: Well, we wish you would have stuck around a little longer. You know, it would have been nice to meet you down there south side a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I would have seen your big lumber burn head. Mm-hmm. I assume I would have walked into Mario's and said, Well, you're a big son of a bitch, huh? <laughs> What's going on, dude? Would you like to have a beer? And that would have been awesome. I think the city respected and appreciated you. Uh, I don't know if you're ever going past Yoggre, though. In the, in the butt. But with that being said, I'm happy to hear that you guys put your swords uh, aside. Yeah, that's right. That's good. news. We moved on. We moved on. Well, look at you now. You're on NHL Network. You're on That's Hockey Talk. You're a Stanley Cup champion. Former trasher. I mean, wow. What a legend you are, pal. And we appreciate you for joining us, man. You're supposed to be out of here like 12 minutes ago. We appreciate you sticking around. You're the best.
5: Awesome, buddy. Love you guys. Talk to you there.
0: Hey, you too, ladies and gentlemen. Ruffs. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to the guy that's joining us, who's a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, and he's just completed another trip around the sun. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the man with the mangled fingers in the hump, plate face, jawline, AJ Hawk. Yay! Happy Yay! AJ! Happy AJ! Thank you. AJ, Thank you Hawk. For the
1: intro. AJ Hawk! AJ Hawk! AJ Hawk! AJ Hawk! I hey, boy, AJ!
7: Who started that, Ben or A-Rod?
0: I think it was us talking to you because his name is AJ Hawk and he does sports talk. He's as toxic as anybody on the job. He just survived another year. Can't wait to hear about what he loves and what he cheers. He beat COVID, the Ryder Cup. College in the NFL, and every single day, we don't know what the hell he's going to ruin mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. with his toxicity, and maybe this is the year that it won't be seen, because AJ's such a special guy, he lies all the fucking time, he talks, sorry about
2: it, AJ. My oh. birthday.
7: Happy birthday. I know hey, just hey, hey, to, love you just hey. trying to rhyme with it.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean that. Where I said there about you lies but it's hard whenever you get that deep into it. I should have prepared a little bit closer because I am a musician now I play guitar on TV yeah <laughs> it's pretty crazy
4: though that he forced you to sing that song yeah yeah. Just when he came on.
0: Well, that's the thing is I sing songs for other people, and AJ said, for my birthday, please. please. Yeah. I would just like a little bit of a guitar solo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I appreciate the bugle boys getting
4: yeah, in. The back. I bet. appreciate you, man. I mean, sorry you had to go through that. I mean, the gourd yeah. on this guy to ask yeah. you to sing a song for his birthday. <laughs> on the spot. Thank you guys. On the spot. Thank
7: you guys for fulfilling my request. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. You're welcome. AJ. It's like a, cam- like a cameo, basically. Yeah. Which, yeah? by the way, have we reached out to try to get AB to do one?
0: Well, I think it's going to be get interesting to do those now. BA speaking about the whole situation. Have you seen what is going on here now? AB has put out his statement that was very well written and thorough, in full about his feelings on the entire situation. His, in, his ankle was injured. He told the coach he couldn't go back in because he was too hurt to play. He had a super specialist in New York look at it. He's got surgery coming. The fact that they wanted him in there is uh, basically against everything. He's not a second-class citizen just because he's fucked up in the past. Uh, he was cut by the team. He wasn't. He didn't leave or walk off. He acknowledged that he does have some flaws. He does have to fix some things. It wasn't perfect in this statement that was. Perfectly crafted, through his words, I think, even though people will pick part, it wasn't him that actually said that. He's planning on getting surgery, coming back next season, business is booming. The Bucks have caught him, BA has come out now, and this is via an NFL Dove climbing tweet. It's a two minute, actually it's like a minute 30 of BA explaining his side. Uh, to counter-argue what AB has laid out. Let's go ahead and take a listen to that right now. And I'm listening to it in real time for the first time as well because it was too long to listen to during the break that we took.
6: Did he ever ask trainer or doctor about his ankle? He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. So, obviously... It, That was the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. We always had – he was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. To, what's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, "You're done. Get the f out of here." And that's the that's the that's the end of it. And uh, we are work we are working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. And um, hopefully, it ends today he accused you of making a throat slash. <laughs> I don't know. That, is that a throat slash? That's, that's all it was. The finger did go across. You cannot force a player to play. You can't force a player to play. You can't force a player to play. I mean, they they have that choice. It's their body. And uh, he decided to play. He and Mike both were on pitch counts. All right. And um, we were trying to manage that as best we could in the first half. No, I, you saw the text. I mean, it was out there. So, it was, you know, if you can go on Saturday, I want you with the team in case you can go. He he participated in the Saturday walkthrough like he was going. So there was never another question about it. It's fascinating, AJ,
0: because all of this is miked up on the sideline. Now that's B.A.'s side. We read Antonio Brown's entire side earlier in the show. He basically said that they are forcing him to play. He didn't want to play. He said, I can't go anymore. Even after, he did look great on that one particular route that has made its rounds around. Because he, he says in his message, it's a lot different to skip off a field than to get off the line. So maybe he hurt himself on that particular play. But it's all its all miked
7: up, AJ. It's all miked. We're going to learn. We're going to find, I think. We're going to learn, but I think Bruce mentioned that, which I give Bruce credit, I'm sure there's lawyers of Tampa Bay like they're trying to figure out what they how they should handle this but B.A. said at halftime it sounds like A.B. had a little bit of a meltdown or freaked out in the locker room because he wasn't getting targeted as much as he would like to he had he had an issue with something going on on the field whether he's not getting the ball enough or he's not in the right personnel groupings and then that kind of continued, I guess, once they got out there. Can somebody look up Danny Boy Hustle Hard on the
0: Barstool podcast, which one it was and what he said? Because I had heard this leaking around the internet that Danny Boy mentioned something about Gronk getting targets, and I don't know. Danny Boy Hustle Hard is a massive piece of this entire thing. He's the
7: driver, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. Danny Boy Hustle Hard, who... So Barstool brought him in and got him on a podcast already?
0: Yeah, I think so. That's just awesome. yesterday. I don't know I don't know which podcast it was, but I do remember seeing
4: it on the internet. I think Danny Boy alluded to something. Yeah, I think it was on part of my take. And then also there was a video that came out yesterday of the whole entire team, the Buccaneers team, like basically breaking down a team huddle at midfield and AB just walking off on his own. And I, th- I don't think that was halftime. I think that was before the start. That was definitely
0: the before the game. I yeah. saw that video for the first time yesterday and I actually almost tweeted out, how are we just now seeing this? It seems as if there was maybe some shit brewing since the beginning of the suspension you know via the the fake vax card but it is continuing to unravel, it feels like, this story in the middle of a playoff push. Week 18, this is not what you should be thinking. This, uh, this is not what BA and everybody down there wants to be focused or worried about, but it's very legitimate. It's one of the greatest football players of all time, and Antonio Brown, making some very serious allegations, not just about the Bucks, but as the NFL as a whole, and the NFL has done a lot to try to combat the narrative that they're forcing players to play against their will, or uh, when they're injured, looking out for the future health and safety of the players. Because that is big negotiation tool and bargaining tool by the NFLP and the NFL, so I think this is going to get
7: settled with the the mics. Right, it should be, yeah. I mean, they should figure all of that out. But also, the Guerrero stuff that he put out doesn't make Guerrero look bad at all. Like the, his response seemed perfect.
0: So he was on part of my take, obviously, the Big Cat PFT, Hank, Liam, and they are an incredibly talented group of folks. According to Danny Boy Hustle Hard, the driver that picked Antonio Brown up, I'm going to be honest, it's because he wasn't getting the ball, says Danny Boy Hustle Hard, <laughs> <laughs> who was there immediately afterwards, right? And he, he was listening to whatever conversations Antonio Brown was having with whoever. Yeah. And we saw him, hey, what up, Cheeks? Hey, Bizzle? Mm-hmm. Shooting him there. He's talking about his Netflix series at the end of that, if you turn it up loud. He probably heard some other conversations that were happening in as well, so it's that doesn't help AB's case at all. No, Danny boy coming out and saying, Let's be honest, it's it's because he wasn't getting the ball. I don't know if if it's great, but I do know this is something that has happened
7: in football before. Wide receivers not happening. This happens a lot, it happens all the time on every team. There's at some point, there's going to be a receiver that's upset that they don't get enough targets, which is yeah. how it goes. And that's why they say there's only one ball, you
0: know, there's only mm-hmm. one ball. There's only one ball that's always there's all these. Um, you know, whenever you listen to like a preacher or a pastor give a sermon, mm-hmm. sure. you know, they are relying on stories that are as old as time, mm-hmm. right? These stories have been tried and true and tested over the years, and they just have to put their own spin on it. Like, hey, this story is a, hit, a hitter. You deliver it however you want to deliver it, however you, you want to put your own spin on it so your congregation can understand it better. But these stories go. There's all these excuses that are already built in for wide receivers when they get pissed off. Oh, there's only one ball. Oh, you're doing this. There's coaches and handling wide receivers being pissed off about not getting the ball is a real part of coaching in the nfl i think i don't know about college i have no idea about college i don't know if that's the case because in college you are basically at the mercy of the head coach on whether or not you further your education you play get to the nfl your dreams come true or not so i don't know if that happens but in the nfl this has been something that is like as old as time basically in the time being
7: that they throw the football in the nfl well didn't Keyshawn write a book that said "Throw me the damn ball"? Yeah, like wasn't that a title of his book? Like that's, yeah, that's what happened. But it's true though. You can have, you could have three or four receivers on a team that are all studs that all believe they should be getting more targets. So it is up to the the quarterback. But the quarterbacks usually taking what's open, what the defense gives them. He's not like unless you see a one on one matchup you like. We see Aaron and Devontae all the time, and AB is that guy too for t- at times with Tom Brady. So yeah, there's a lot of distractions going on. This isn't how the Bucks want to. uh Roll into the playoffs, but it's also something that they could easily like rally behind and and come together.
0: And you're saying that the quarterback is just throwing to the guy who's open. I mean, Odell Beckham, senior, Senior ain't saying that, right? right. But also, the incentives based on catches and how much money you make in the living you get to live from catching balls is directly correlated with getting the ball. You know, like that, your success rate is to get. That's why
7: I always say if you're a receiver, say you're playing for the Packers. And you become a free agent. I would take a pay cut to stay with Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, because your life depends on who's throwing that ball to you. Well,
0: and that's the conversation about like Devontae. Yeah. What's he going to do next did. year? I'm not or telling him. Yeah,
7: Devonte. I'm saying like Jordy did. Jordy got yeah. under under market value. I think his whole career because he understood too. Like. It's a pretty awesome place. It's a pretty good quarterback I got thrown to.
0: Me. Uh, you know, also, and I'm not saying Tom Brady isn't, because I think Tom Brady has maybe the most people in it. No, Aaron might. I don't know who has the most people they throw in touchdowns to, but that Tom Brady graphic came out, and it was just mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, right? It's a lot of people. So distribution of the rock is definitely something that can upset some people on the team, especially when their livelihoods depend upon it. But if you're with a top 100 of all-time player like Gronkowski – You know, there's a chance that that big son of a bitch is going to get the rock a lot, you know, especially with his relationship with Tom Brady, which you also have a great relationship with Tom. But just for the good of the team, Gronk is probably going to be featured a little bit more just on any team that Gronk's on. That's just how it goes. And Mm -hmm. A.B., I think, you know, it's a shame that A.B. and Gronk don't kind of like like. Because who is it? Kittle and Debo. Kittle mm-hmm. and Debo, before every single game, they like headbutt each other. And basically, it's everybody watching is like, hey, it's on these two, basically. Hey, you two have to be the team here today. You would think that Gronk and AB, because of their relationship with Tom, hey, that's my quarterback, that's my quarterback, would be on the same page and be cool with each other. But And that might be why Gronk immediately after the game. When Gronk was asked about it, normally Gronk is super, I'll go football. I catch yeah. touchdowns, you know, and just, like, let everybody think that he's dumb when everybody that's ever met him says that is not the case mm-hmm. at all. He's just a fun-loving guy. and He said, well, I was running my head into 300-pound dudes, you know, trying to block for people and trying to make catches for the team. And that was the first time. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, that's not. You knew Gronk's fed up.
7: Gronk's, yeah. He's, he's been frustrated. And he's like, all right, here. It, this is, you know, hopefully this has come to an end now. It seemed like, to me, I took that like Gronk as very, very frustrated in how the situation has been going probably the last three or four weeks. Me as well. And I don't know Gronk. I don't know yeah, Gronk. I, I don't know Gronk at all. But from
0: watching Gronk and seeing Gronk over the time and the way he talks, he always used those interviews as like a show. I don't want to say like a show, but you know, he, it's entertaining when yeah. Gronk speaks. It's not like, hey, this is going to be a boring ass interview. That was the first time where I really heard him kind of put in some perspective. Like, you think I got time to worry about that shit? I'm literally blocking defensive ends down here with my face and trying to make plays. It's interesting, man. It's very, and then if you go back to the three-week suspension thing that happened where he was allegedly upset, you compound that on top of that. He's looking for a reason, maybe. And I'm not saying I've ever been in the position, but I've had friends that maybe wanted to get out of a relationship and they're seeking a reason. They're seeking a reason to maybe start something so then they can get out. So maybe the targets and then the injury and the thing getting back in there is just like a reason for Antonio Brown to get pissed off and finally have his I want to get the fuck out of here moment there are so many different narratives that could be taking place we will learn about it all, though.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. And it makes sense that Gronk is pissed because A.B., just a week ago against the Panthers, had like 15 targets and 11 catches for 115 yards. And Gronk also got hurt earlier in the year, had to go through that process of kind of getting like re-integrated into the offense because of the fact that he missed those early weeks like when the Buccaneers played the Patriots. And also during Man in the Arena, Gronk was one of the two people that were interviewed this week. And you could definitely tell, like, oh, he's not a doof. Whatsoever. No. Like his mindset, he actually says, like, I just thought in the NFL you score touchdowns, then you have a great time doing it. And that was kind of his whole entire mantra, his whole career. So you and could also, also tell there.
8: his relationship with Tom is authentic. And then yeah. the Guerrero situation, Gronk was all the way in on Guerrero as well. Like he worked with him as well. So you could kind of see maybe like what you mentioned, how they couldn't kind of get along and it seems like maybe AB was saying the right things, but I don't know if he necessarily believed it and bought into the Tom's style and way of doing
0: things. I don't want to. I don't want to 100% say that Gronk, BA, and BA in his press conference. I said the players are all on my side here. Yeah, players are. All, he said the players are all on my side here. <laughs> Do they have to be? Because they he's their coach and they're on the team and it's fucking week 18. Uh-huh. It's going. I I can't stress this enough. If you're going into the playoffs. This is not the shit with one of your best players that you need to go. It's already hard enough to win games, AJ. It's already hard enough to win games in the NFL, let alone the most important games with the best teams in the league. And maybe because they have Tom Brady, they'll be able to figure it out. But this whole thing being the main focal point and BA having to address it multiple times in his press conference today. And saying,
7: I hope this is it. I hope it's done after today. He. B.A. knows absolutely not. B.A. it ain't.
0: B.A. <laughs> he knows it isn't over. There's only going to file more grievances. But once again, NFL films, I think, can put an end to this yeah. this afternoon if they really wanted to. You know, because we yeah. well, we see these clips and documentaries like 15 years later where they're literally listening to conversations. I'm going to go take a piss. Oh, OK, I'm going to go take a piss, too. Oh, you're hilarious. It's like, how do they have? everything on the sideline I think they do
3: they do I mean that inside the NFL show that's still on you know Paramount every week like they just they handpick uh for each of those games like what they want to show like that those are running the entire game but you mentioned it like I don't know if it really matters for the Bucks because you have Brady he's like kind of one of those guys where it can be like okay well they're gonna figure out but like how detrimental do you think Something like this would be like one of these younger teams who are like, oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is that basically a death sentence? You think going yes. into the playoffs? So
0: the the reason would be is because all the younger guys would look up to AB and say, hey, this is how you're allowed to act, not understanding that AB is a freak of nature on the football field. Be who you can afford to be. That is how it goes. That's why everybody who was going to bring in AB had to have an established quarterback and had to have an established culture where they won't get influenced into this is how I'm supposed to act. Now in Pittsburgh, Juju. Right. I mean, he saw it. This is how yeah. he watched. And I think Juju has been an upstanding citizen uh-huh. within Pittsburgh. And I don't know what Antonio Brown was like whenever, for all of his years of Pittsburgh, but that type of thing. And a lot of people are saying, you got to give Tomlin credit. Cause Tomlin was able to somehow juggle this entire thing for so long with so much success in that relationship between Ben and AB, right from the reminiscent nostalgia videos we watched earlier with NFL Films. I love you, you're the greatest, you're the greatest. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as something might go wrong, or be off, it feels like it's over. That same chip on his shoulder, by the way, about when he feels disrespected, fuck you, is the same reason why he probably worked so hard and people told him he wasn't gonna make it, he came from a small school, six round pick or whatever. He, that entire mindset is a gift and a curse, I think. But in the in the gifts department, He's made a hell of a fucking career. In the curse department, potential bridges have been burnt down with people who genuinely care about him, but he can't see that past the one incident where it might've felt like they didn't.
2: Yeah, you said it perfectly right there. When things are great with AB, they are fucking great. And when they are bad, they I, are very bad.
0: As somebody who hates people, once you disrespect me, like I I, I don't not, I'm nowhere near the level of athlete of Antonio Brown, success of Antonio Brown, but I am very much a oh okay fuck you forever type person. I am. I am. It's not, it's not a good trait, but it's also. I think it's rec-
7: na- I think that's natural.
0: But it's also why I've gotten to where, uh-huh. you know. So it's yeah. like
7: a, it, it is kind of a fine. But ma- AB's AB, the, you know, there's a lot of receivers like that. Like right? hey, if things are going well, this is great. Like everyone's happy, whatever. If they're not getting the touches, the targets the touchdowns they feel like they should, then there's issues and they can cause issues throughout a team. But I think the problem right now with AB and what's going on is just how far he took it. Like the good is good, but his bad looks pretty bad when he's – Taking his pads off, run off the field mid-game. Well, I think it's hard not to just
0: say, because I've had to do this as I've gotten older, is you have to hear people's side of it and just understand, like, okay, maybe this person never be my best friend again. But at least I understand that they didn't have ill intentions towards me whenever they were deciding what they're doing. I think that's a part of evolving and growing. And I think that's a big problem a lot of people are having. It's like, A B, you're like almost a Hall of Famer at this point on the field. You're an OG at this point. You're you're like it, we have to be able to evolve and grow and mature. You would never think that Devontae Adams would do something like this. Nah, I wouldn't. Or any of the other wide receivers that are up in the same... Cu- now, Odell, though, right? Yeah. I mean, now, who knows with that whole thing? It's a gift and a curse. Joining us now is a man who might have some inside information for us that will help... Uh, kind of unravel the entire puzzle that is Antonio Brown in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are talking a lot about this cuz this is massive news because there might be litigation and grievances and suits filed and this is not a good look for the NFL as a whole if they were forcing uh, one of the best players in football back to play whenever he was too hurt to play especially on a Super Bowl champion team. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends host, senior NFL insider for NFL Network and NFL.com, Ian
1: Rapoport. Hey, What's up? What's going on?
0: I feel like I just gave you an incredible introduction. If you were to go back and take that word for word, I hit every single thing we could potentially market for you. What I left off, though, is can't spell comedian without...
10: Am I supposed to say it to your boys? You fucking stink. All right,
0: let's get right to it. Let's get right to it, Ian. All right. Let's get right to it. I didn't see the breaking news tweet that it's A.J. Hawk's birthday. We'll look for that next year. Maybe A.J. will become somebody of importance for a year from now. Ian, this Antonio Brown, Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation. B.A. just explained his side of it in his press conference. Said all the team and all the players are on my side. A.B. put out uh, his quote, which we don't think he wrote, but it's through his words. Whoa.
10: <laughs> whoa. whoa, whoa! What? What
3: do you mean? No, nah, he didn't write it.
0: Well, but... I on. mean,
3: I listen. Maybe I typed a- it.
0: I don't know. There's indentations for the next It's on the notes. I mean, there's just Oxford, Oxford commas. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean there's Oxford just yeah,
10: I know the Oxford commas.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's that? Is that what I talked about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, before the end. Yeah. I mean it's just and then you see the screenshots right. of his text messages. It's not really his style, but I do believe there's potentially a ghostwriter, his representation through his words. So we're Possible. hearing we're hearing Antonio Brown's side of it, I think. Whether he wrote yeah. it or not, I'm actually trying to dismiss the people that are like, he didn't even wrote that, that's not real. Even if he didn't write that. He told somebody his side of the story. Now, Ian, doesn't it all just come to a conclusion quickly when that company in Philadelphia, who's the 33rd owner of the NFL, NFL Films, has all this shit mic'd up and they just release it and then boom, they put it all to bed? Because right now, the NFL Super Bowl champion is being accused of forcing one of the best players in football to play whenever he was too hurt to play and then kicked him off the field. Isn't this something that can be settled very quickly?
10: Uh, maybe NFL films doesn't really work like that though. Like they are in, you know, they, they work for the NFL and they release stuff for our entertainment, but there's been times when, you know, there, there's, there's rumors of a mysterious room in NFL films that has all the, uh, the good stuff you might say that they will never ever let out of there. And I don't know if this is going to be it. Some hacker,
0: some 15 year old over in Germany just said, I oh, didn't know that existed. Yep. Bet. Bet. Go get it. Yeah. I mean, I assume job, it's yeah. in
10: like videotapes and beta, but it's, I don't even know how to play that, you know, whatever, but um, no, I, I don't know if NFL film is going to clear this up, but Bruce Arians actually got to the par- big part of it. So I heard on the sidelines that BA said, you're done. And then today he said, that he didn't tell Antonio Brown you're done. And so I had someone dispute to me and said, well, you said they cut him on the field. And I said, yeah, BA said, you're done, which is what he said today. He said, you're done. But does that mean he's cut? I'm not really sure. And then I also had heard, and then Antonio Brown said in a statement that a, th- a coach made the throat slash to him. Well, BA was asked about that. And he says, is this a throat slash where you say you're gone? So like, there's different interpretations of what happened here. And then here's the other thing. we talk about the injury, right? So he missed Thursday, Friday. And they didn't think he was going to play Friday. And then Saturday goes out in the walkthrough and looks good, shoots up his ankle, uh, goes out and looks good Sunday, the first half, and then goes into the locker room, is pissed because he's not getting the ball enough, tears up the locker room, they had to calm him down, gets out there on the bench, sits on the bench and says, I'm not playing is that ankle or is that not ankle like that's so like yes he did have an ankle injury but I think what the question is is was the reason he was not playing because his ankle like is it possible Bruce Arians didn't know that his ankle which had kept him out Thursday and Friday but also the same ankle that let him be cleared for the game was that keeping him from playing like there's so many layers to this
7: yeah Ian but how do we ever find out what it is like whether it's, it's yeah AB was pissed and also you said he trashed the locker room did you like what what exactly no, happened uh, yeah, and who yeah, told you yeah, that who told of, you that
10: uh yelling in the locker room yelling that was right. my understanding was he was very upset about not getting enough targets how, um, how about then, before
0: the game how about before the game there's a huddle by the team and he's off on the other side that that thing
10: just hit on the air so going into the game there was a problem then halftime it got yeah, even worse i didn't know about the i actually haven't seen that but that doesn't surprise me so before, I think, so Wednesday, he goes to the team and asks him to guarantee a million dollars of his incentives. Because if he, I think he was like five catches away and then like a couple of yards away. You know, there were these rumors that the team didn't want him to get the incentives. He was going to get it anyway. Literally like one game, he was going to get it. He wanted them to guarantee the incentives before he played. And they were like, well, no, we don't, you know, we don't really do that. It's not how incentives work. So, And then the next day, he didn't practice because of his ankle. The next day after that, he didn't practice because of his ankle. So the timing is interesting, but he was upset beforehand because he wanted his incentives guaranteed.
0: But he was also pissed during the three weeks after he came back from the three-week suspension, right? So, like, it was just very obvious, you think, to a lot of people that were around the situation that it was going to end terribly, do you think?
10: Yeah, and so, like, you know, we, we on this show talk about like the process for me doing my job a lot, which I always think is interesting. I don't know if people care, but I care because it's sort of an interesting job that I have. And I found out a week ago that everybody was upset and I didn't know quite what it was, but I was told like Brady's upset and then the Bucks people are upset and he's not, you know, the suspension took his attention off his rehab and he probably didn't rehab you know, in a way that he had wanted um, and, and all of that. Right. So something was not right. And I could feel the relationship was not in a place that was really good. I just honestly couldn't figure out how it was getting. And I didn't want to jump out there and be like, there's a problem. And then he goes out and has 150 yards. And I'm, so like, I kind of felt like something was wrong, but I didn't know what. And now, knowing what I know now, it all kind of makes sense.
7: Ian, when you, I didn't know about the, you saying he, he went in Wednesday and asked him to guarantee his incentives for a million dollars right. that he was going to hit. Uh, pretty soon. I, I mean, that's, that adds a whole nother layer to this whole situation. But what happens now though, with AB, is he officially cut yet? Like, and why are they waiting? Yeah. Cause then that,
0: uh, by the way, that Wednesday thing then leads to what happened on Thursday and yeah, Friday. Was, I mean, exactly. then you start, I mean, it's, there's a lot of shit, AJ. There's a lot, a of, lot shit. of shit. Yeah.
10: Um, so what happens now? So he's cut. So, and he was cut before, but now he's really cut. Um, He's going to go on waivers today. Teams have 24 hours to claim him. We'll know tomorrow at 4-something if somebody claims him. Hard to imagine they will because he has literally said that he's going to have surgery. But the timing is actually really interesting. So let's say that they had cut him on Monday, like three days from now. A playoff team could have claimed him, but they wouldn't be able to play him during the playoffs. If someone claims him now, they would be able to play him during playoffs. What? That's kind of interesting. Why? Because he's just a player who's been cut. Like, the regular season is still going on. If they cut him after the regular season, uh, a team in the playoffs could play him. If they cut him during the regular season, someone could claim him tomorrow and play him Sunday.
0: All right. So there's so much to dive into here. Would, he doesn't want to get picked up because he doesn't want to play because if he plays, then it goes against everything he's
10: saying, right? I mean, I guess, but then it's also sort of like – like I don't think this is going to happen but like let's say the Packers claim him and he gets to beat the Bucks like I'm sure he would put off not surgery. No, no, let's for-
0: not let's not think about like game on field stuff. Let's talk off field okay. stuff. If he gets picked okay. up by a team and he plays, that kind of kills
10: everything he's going on, right? So he does- Right, but I mean maybe he says, "You know what? I'm 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 tough enough. I can I can delay my surgery a month." Because like he was, but then there's no
0: grounds for the grievance yeah. that he just caused and said mm-hmm. that he couldn't play, which is why he t- couldn't but, go in the second half.
10: But I'm trying to think about this from like a money standpoint. With the grievance, there's so little money that's at stake. Like it's one game check, which is like I think like sixty. It's like almost nothing. Yeah. So but, that's like, it, let's say he like sues or a grievance, as they call it in the NFL. Like I don't know what he would grieve for.
0: Well, future earnings.
10: Maybe that seems far fetched, though.
0: Yeah, it's very, no. and I think it seems far fetched that anybody's going to pick him up. And I know he said, "Hey, next season business is going to be booming." In the end of his statement, that was very well put together. Oh yeah. yeah, very well put together. Kind of addressed all. I
10: the, thought that was well written.
0: Hey, I could never put together what was put out there ever in my life. And I apologize for projecting my inadequacies on Antonio Brown, if he was the one that typed (laughs) that up, but that felt as if just because of what you're saying with legalities and everything that was pieced together by somebody who was like, ah, we can't say it that way. We can't say it that way. We're going to do that whole thing. But the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers cutting him the day that is like the day after that comes out, the Bucs are very confident in their side of this story, right?
10: Yes. They are very confident but he's confident too though like that's what's the problem here is like you know when you report on something like this you try to get both sides so like you got the you know I had the buck side Sunday and then on later on Sunday night I had Antonio Brown side then I put it all together on Monday morning and then everybody was upset and it's like no (laughs) one is happy with anything because it all sucks everyone is sure about their side that they're definitely right and the other side thinks it's crazy That the other side Mm -hmm. thinks that they are right. Hey, it's crazy.
4: Uh-huh. I'm yeah. a better person than you no, are. No, see, I'm a better person than you are and what you just is wrong. No, you're not.
0: I can't believe the tone in which you said that disgusting lie. That proves my point even further. I'm a better person than you no, are.
4: No, I'm a better person than you are and you just lied. The tone that
3: you just had is disgusting. Oh, uh, don't
0: be fucking side on me. I'm better than you No, two. I'm
3: better than both you guys. No, okay, you're I'm not. not. You're a so No, scumbag. no you see, I'm not a scumbag. Yeah, you, you are
4: say a scumbag. That proves that
8: you're, you're a scumbag. shut the fuck up, Tony. You You might be saying the right thing. You believe believe oh, yeah, don't
4: believe him. Don't even get me started on Oh, look look at you! Oh, yeah, yeah, Scumbag, Rap sheet. scumbag. Well,
0: we can all concur with that, Ooh. but AJ. definitely Ooh. a better person than you. I don't know about that,
10: dude. Yep, yep. That's actually true. So I can't believe politics has worked
0: its way into this grievance. I will say this:
10: I imagine what what we just heard there. I imagine that's what life is like for you guys when the show is off. Is that yeah. true? Well, there's, we
0: don't delve into the politics world. That is actually us impersonating politicians. Uh-huh. There. Because that seems to be the case because both sides are so entrenched in their side. They're not going to give in a single inch because if you give in a single inch, then you're tolerating it, which means you're allowing it, which means you're not as good of a person. So you can't sit there and say, I'm a fucking better person than you. Let me lock that in there. She yes. can't give in at all. It sounds like that's what's happening between Antonio and Tampa Bay. Let's dive into
10: a couple. more. Go ahead. Uh, I'm reading Twitter as you guys are arguing with each other. So today's Thursday. well, we're better than you, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, all we're a better person we're than you Fool. We're all um, better. Aaron Rodgers practiced today on a Thursday. First time he's practiced on a Thursday in a very long time. Ooh. That is a good sign for the Packers. Yeah.
0: Plenty. What does that mean, Ian? What does that mean? You think? You think he's trying so, to get some extra reps? You think he wants to pop the toe? Arty?
10: I think his toe is feeling better. Oh. And that, like, and we, you know, think about how much time we spent on the toe this year—a lot of time. Um, as you, you know, and I think he thought by the playoffs, this would be better because just time heals, right? As long as Miles Garrett doesn't stomp on it or something. And the fact that he's practicing on a Thursday, as they get ready to play probably just a little bit on Sunday and then get a bye, like, he's going to be healthy by the playoffs.
7: Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, hope, and, and hopefully he doesn't get stomped on if he's only in two or three series uh, right. against Detroit. Coming Keep up. everyone That's
10: away it. from his toes.
7: Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I have no idea oh, what's going. what their plan will be going on. But, hey, going back to A.B. quick, yeah. we know there's got to be tons of Cell phone videos, videos that the NFL has of the sideline and Mike's. Can Antonio Brown's people somehow go to the league and try to get some of those videos and the audio? Uh,
10: I don't, I don't know that the league wouldn't when the Bucks want own. it though. The, bu- the, Bucks the NFL wants this, by the way.
7: The NFL would
0: want this to be clarified, right? Because yeah. you're saying there's not a lot of money on it because it's one game check. This makes the
10: NFL look terrible. Right. Uh, I, th- I think the Bucks could go to the NFL and request it. I just don't know. I don't know the protocol for saying, like, here's all the footage we have. I would also think uh, it's probably – it's probably the – not the NFL, but it's probably the networks, right? I mean that's who you would go to. You'd go to – it was on Fox, right? No, go to no, the no, networks no. and you'd say, no, films, like, hey, what
0: – NFL well, Films is on the sideline, right? They're the ones that are on the sideline with everything. They're the ones that get access where nobody else gets access. They're the ones – I'm trying
10: the- to think – how is it possible that everyone was there and no one saw the throat slash or whatever that was? Like, I, I well, that's ha- what, why haven't we, we seen huh.
0: that? Well, that's what we're all thinking. <laughs> that's what I think we're all thinking that like, Hey, this feels like in, there was one uh, lady who was either in the front row there behind it. And she tweeted to me that she has more photos and more videos. And she said <laughs> at one point, AB charged BA and they had to be held back. It's like, I think that
7: we, just very. That's going to come out. Someone has that. That's going to come out.
0: You would think, but also... Have them said it to me. You're the worst, dude. You, <laughs> oh, you know, we're on. a better person than you are, yeah. dude. Knew we're it. a better person than you are. Let's go into uh, the last week here. There's only a couple games that truly... Truly means something. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, I think they're both out for the Bengals. If the Patriots and uh, the Bills and the Colts win, that would switch the super Wild Card weekend matchup. Is there any other teams that are planning on resting? And do you see any other shakeup potentially happening?
10: Yeah, so I would say uh, Bengals are probably going to rest. And, like, you know, Burrow's, Burrow didn't get COVID, but he's not going to play anyway. So Burrow is probably not going to yes. play um, – Nixon's not going to play. I have a hard time seeing Jamar Chase playing. So Bro, it makes, yeah, you got to get the gat. It, it makes, it makes sense. The uh, get the you've seen the original LSU version yeah. of videos of that, right? Oh. Yeah. The white house lady. The, yeah. It's the, it's the good stuff. She was, she was know. having a time of her life. I, that. I don't know who that was, but um, I think she did a great job. Anyway. So the Bengals may not play their guys. The Cowboys got a couple big time guys uh, on the COVID list. And I'm not sure they're playing their guys either. Like they're saying they are. But I definitely have some doubts, especially if you're going to have a couple of pro bowlers not playing. Like there's there's a couple games. Uh, and then, the you know, the Eagles had a bunch of guys test positive could be cleared on Saturday. Like those guys are probably not playing either. So there may be several teams that are not exactly playing their starters this weekend.
9: That's
0: big for gambling. And I think Tone and Connor and Ty all have questions for you. But I would like to get this, you know, uh, addressed now because there's a lot of planning that has to go into this. Mm hmm. And we're about a month away. We asked you a few weeks ago, if you do recall, a few weeks ago, we said, is there any other alternate plans for if SoFi Stadium? Can't be the Super Bowl due to protocols or changing. And now we're learning that my, my, my nice Florida. Florida is making its way in and things are getting locked down in places again. And there's there, there's, you know, ghost towns happening again where you're not allowed to go out. And it feels like some places are going back in time a year. Some places are allowing Kyrie Irving to come play. Hell hey, yeah. You yeah. come into Indiana, you can play pal. There's Lord, other states. You, now man. it has been announced. That there is an alternate option, and it's Dallas. Is that just because Jerry says if we can't have it in fucking my hometown of L.A., we'll move it into my actual home, Jerry World? Don't worry about it. And everybody just says, "Okay, you got it." Why is why was that announced? Do you think that's a reality? And do we need to start looking at Airbnb in Fort Worth, Irving, or Dallas for that Super Bowl week? Because we got a pretty sick house in L.A. <laughs> that we might have to unload. I guess is what it sounds like. What are the you, got, a,
10: you got you got space on the couch? Are we hanging. What Just get to the answer, please. <laughs> no, someone's right. on the couch. You're um, right. I'm sorry. There is. Lots ah shoot. Anyway, um, there isn't. From this is. First of all, I don't sense anything is imminent or coming. Uh. Yes, there are some. Ian, you can sleep
0: some... on our couch. Okay, just wait before you get into all this right. answer. I don't want any I, hug I or No. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I don't want any personal agendas in this answer. You can no, sleep on our couch it. if you need it. Please. It.
10: Yeah, no problem. Um, location. You got one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, no, this. This is contingency plans. It is something the NFL should always do, and I imagine always does. Look, here's why I have a very, very hard time imagining the Super Bowl moves from LA. They are going to host playoff games. They might host multiple playoff games. They might host an NFC title game. So they're going to go through the playoffs, they're going to host a game, they're going to host another game, and then it's not good enough for the Super Bowl. Like, that's what, like, I guess anything is possible. And, like, I've learned not to predict anything that happens with COVID, but. California has done a good job of living with masks for the last whatever like they haven't shut down. They've just worn masks like maybe some of that will happen. The stadium is also technically outdoors like I, I understand the contingency plans are happening. But from what I know now, I would be beyond stunned if it actually moved.
0: That house that we were looking oh, at in Texas God. is so much uh-huh, bigger uh-huh, than God. the one that was in L.A. Everything's bigger down
10: here. Wow! cheaper, too. I have some great res- restaurant recommendations oh. in Texas, too. What a burger?
2: You were just there for the owners.
0: I, I feel like the issue is Best was empanada
10: not... place in the world. Oh, I mean, yeah,
6: Come Empanada? I like
10: Where? this empanada. Oh, yeah. yeah. it. McDonald's? It's, it's called Empamundo. It's in a strip mall. It's a store that's, like, very small, and it is... Absolutely amazing. Okay, mm.
0: so Koshan in Epamundo is the first time you've ever been around like actual Mexican food from where you come from? Or is oh, that why the strip oh, mall... No, is that, no, no. Is that no, what it no, is? No, it's the first time you've ever okay. you actually had... I lived
10: in Dallas for three years and I ate a lot of tacos.
0: Okay, wow. shout out to Cochon and uh, Epamundo, and that's also good. the fact that Listen, why don't you get out and experience the world a little bit, Ian? Okay, you don't have to just be in that super yuppie world that tennis players that you guys get out there and live a little bit. Jeez. Welcome to the couch, by the way. We'll make sure it's very high society. Go ahead, Todd.
3: Yeah, Sheet, a report from cleveland.com came out that Baker and Stefanski and apparently hate each other's guts. Stefanski has hated him for the whole season, has wanted to expose that Baker might stink at quarterback. Are you hearing any of that kind of stuff? And where, where does this go from here? I mean, we've, we've heard all season that now Baker's just going to go back and are are they just going to put their swords away or is Baker done in Cleveland potentially?
10: Um, I, I saw the report. I would say – something is not right. And Baker has actually said in a couple of different interviews, I think that Aaron Andrews was the first, I can't remember. He said like, we need to get some things internally fixed. And that was the first time I was like, okay, this is not great. And like, you know, it's weird because he's playing on a torn labrum and a lot of other injuries. If he just had been out for the season in week two, like we wouldn't be discussing any of this, but instead he's played through an injury has not played well at times. And then you hear about some like internal issues Here's what I don't – so that is – I don't know that they hate each other's guts, but clearly someone needs to get on the same page with someone else. What I don't know is, is this going to be standard after the season, like, look, we misunderstood this, you misunderstood that, we're on the same page, let's get together, whatever, or is this something where both sides emerge and say we cannot physically work together, we are absolutely done? I have a hard time imagining it's the second, but I have to leave open the possibility that it is. But I would say for the Browns, like any team – If you are going to move on from Baker Mayfield, you have to replace him with someone better. And who actually is that person?
0: Okay, real quick. They were supposed to, projected, to win one of these this year. Okay, They're not even in the playoffs.
10: Baker played in every game. Now, whether or not he was injured... Hold on. Let me interrupt you. Baker just responded. To Mm -hmm. you? Not to me. To Mary Kay. He says, I'll read this to you. Hold on. He says... Clickbait, you and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. Oh, I would say. Baker said, You ever get one of these? That's what Baker said. I would say, (laughs) unlike Antonio Brown, he probably wrote that.
4: Come on, dude.
0: We don't need your fucking jokes. Okay, just tell us the news. All right, just tell us the news. Uh, It sounds like. Baker Mayfield, though, because if you do recall, when he talked about distractions and outside noise, he said it was actually inside as well. And then we thought, okay, that's Odell Beckham Jr. that he's obviously referring to. And the senior putting out the video, we thought that was the case. Then we watched a game against the Steelers where Stefanski trots him out there with a... Uh, a referenced handcuff on his left arm, a harness that can't make him his best player. Ten straight incompletions while Nick Chubb's on the sideline. And in the NFL, nobody is not trying to put out their best football out there, right? Nobody's not trying to have the best film. But it was hard not to think. This Stefanski guy wants this guy to die. Yeah, yeah. But that is probably what stirs the fodder around Cleveland because they have to live and die with it every day. Uh, Baker says this is not true at all him and Stefanski
4: are all good. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rapshia, are there any guys right now you think you know are going to be head coaches in the NFL next Ooh. year, whether they be coordinators or even Jim Caldwell or Doug Patterson?
10: I would say uh, there's, there's a couple I think have a good shot. I'd say Doug Peterson probably has a pretty good shot won a Super Bowl, he's also out. So generally we've seen when head coaches, you know, accomplished good candidates are out a year like Mike McCarthy, they basically can spend a year talking to teams and like start the process early. So those guys generally get hired. So I think Doug Peterson probably does get hired. I think Todd Bowles uh, probably gets a job. I mean, he's, he's a good candidate. His team is good. Should've got one last year. Um, so I would say both those guys probably get it. Um, and then as far as the assistants who haven't been there before, I think Kellen Moore has a pretty good chance of getting a head coaching job. Oh, really?
0: Kellen Danner. Hmm. Hmm. There's times this year where everybody thought, this guy don't know how to fucking call a game, but it was hmm. only like a second year doing that. Yeah. If he gets a head coaching gig, people are going to explode. But remember, head coaching jobs are normally like elected. Right. Isn't there like normally big pushes for people and it kind of is figured out and there's third party agencies that make decisions for people.
10: Yeah, it's kind of it's an
0: entire thing. There's only 32 of them. It's incredible job. Last question here, Ian. We can't thank you enough
2: for joining us. Go ahead, Diggs. Ian, this weekend presents us a very small chance for a big opportunity in the one percent chance that the Jaguars do beat the Indianapolis Colts. Has there been talks between the Raiders and the Chargers to kneel the ball out the entire Versace game? Versace ain't doing it. To tie, so they both get in the playoffs?
0: Versace ain't doing um, it. How's your you? family?
10: It's, I'm just saying it's a big part this of it. This is the greatest storyline of the whole week. I mean, I, I don't root entire for anyone. Seriously, <laughs> of all you want to talk about drama? I would watch three hours of two teams kneeling. I think it would be amazing.
0: Yeah, and that's why um, it's hard to take you serious. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why, that's why it's whenever you say, like, hey, this is what you should eat. I'm like, oh, our taste is nowhere near the same. Mm-mm. You know, But it um, would be electrifying for, game. like, that first four series. Bro. Oh, yeah. I've got
2: the under parlay with the plus a half for both teams, baby. There we go.
10: You're hitting. Um, no. So, I actually was talking to, like, a high-ranking member of one of these teams about this on Tuesday. And so, I presented the scenarios. All right, let's say the Jaguars our win. Jaguars win. Not a regular, so wow. it's high-ranking. I mean, let's say the Jaguars win. Okay. Not, would you would well, you kneel? Would you just make sure you tie? And the response I got was how do we know they're gonna do it? Oh. In other words, they kneel, kneel, kneel the whole time, you get to thirty seconds, and like let's say the Raiders throw a bomb and beat you. Oh that'd be
2: awesome. And you're yeah. like <laughs> yeah,
10: yeah. So That's there's good. it's like the prisoners' dilemma. It's like you you can trust them, but you can't trust them all the way. So I think they both have to play real football.
0: Yeah, it's like in a card game, right? Knock, 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 Mm -hmm. knock, and the last person, oh, is that right? Uh, Oh, everybody (laughs) stinks. Okay, let's go (laughs) ahead ahead and do that. Division rivals, playoffs is a big deal, especially for free agency in the offseason competitive advantage. I would enjoy seeing two teams decide to say, fuck, competitive advantage. Uh, fuck the NFL, fuck competition. We're both going to extend our season at least another week and kneel this thing out. But Staley with the stats, I don't know if the stats yeah, have ever said true. that works out well yeah. for any team. No and I don't think Passaccia is <clears throat> handing anything over. Uh-uh. That guy's trying to get a head coaching gig over. There's any chance of him getting that job, even if they make the playoffs here, uh, against all odds? <sighs>
10: I don't, I don't feel good about that, no. I don't think so. How's your
1: family?
0: Come,
10: Come on. He's a great guy. great guy.
0: Hey, Ian, we appreciate you, dude. You're the best. I guess there was 48,000 people watching right now on a random ass. Uh, there's no Thursday Night Football Thursday. It's because it's week 18. Last week yeah, of the regular yeah. season, we're almost to the – listen, Connor came in and ruined my day this morning.
10: Yeah. Sorry. He said, hey, there's oh, only a man. few more.
0: There's only six games next weekend.
10: Like, hey. We're- no. Don't think about it like that. <laughs> this is the good stuff. You
0: gotta get ready.
10: Don't let it break you down. Quantity over fall. I'm
0: not, not, but I want to let you know, I'm like in the middle of this thing, you know, it's just like, ah, we're running through the football season, and then this morning this mustache mullet man came up to me and was like, hey, let's enjoy these last couple games huh? because this is almost over. We're almost back to like when quarantined world sports stoppage happened, and there was no NFL. I'm like, god damn, I didn't even think about that. We're close. And we can't thank you enough for the ride that you've given us this entire season of information. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Senior NFL Insider for NFL Network and NFL.com, Ian Rappaport. Thank you, buddy. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong, okay? FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, Six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The People at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too if you haven't used it yet. Use it nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, and birthday boy, AJ. Ha. Hey, hey, AJ. Yeah. That's your birthday, hey, AJ! I don't ever want to bully you, okay? Because that's not something I do, or whatever happened to you. But I need you to get up and go downstairs to
7: the front of your house. Well, first off, I just turned on the cameras. I have a monitor here. I turn on the camera.
4: Don't, 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 don't do that, You Get your ass
9: up.
7: Go outside, please.
4: Get out of your panic room. Get, get
0: out of the attic, go. okay, with all your cameras. Okay. Get up. Go down to the front of your house.
4: Please. Don't look at the cameras. Please. Okay. All
0: right, I'll hang up here. I'll come back. No, no, don't. Okay, go down in the front. Of, yeah, yeah, you're right. Get the fuck out. All right, we'll see you. We'll see you see Appreciate it. Don't look at the cameras either. What's yeah. his jaw look? Nah, nah, nah. He
4: hates anything Eat. that's cool. That's why.
0: So AJ is turning 38 today. Mm-hmm. 38 times that jaw. As one around the sun. Uh None of us could have ever expected it. A man who plays football without a helmet for a large portion of his life Mm -hmm. was actually jamming that Ohio forehead and nose into people with full padding on and shields on so he could bust his face and jaw off of people. He has made it 38 years with incredible brains and we decided we should celebrate for that guy. And there's only one way to do Uh it. As Mr. Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, outside of A.J. Hawk's house right now, live reporting from General Bob Carpenter. I believe the entire alumni Ohio State band is outside. Let's hear
1: them
9: play. Is A.J. out there, there Bob? Are they out there? Is A.J. out there, Bob? We got him going, A.J walking down pat they are ready to go short notice arriving just for you with the pat mcafee special getting this thing going so you can thank these guys yourselves aj i mean this is a palatial <laughs> estate pat it takes him an hour to get down here so it may take a minute but he's on his way i believe
0: so we have asked general bob carpenter mm-hmm. less than a day ago Yep. hey hey Bob we just learned that it's AJ's birthday coming up when Aaron <laughs> told us we just learned that this is happening there's only one thing to do and that's have somebody show up at his door and sing to him and then we kind of uh, my, my wife and I were just thinking out loud brainstorming no not just sing we need the fucking Ohio State band out there yeah. because I want to get the o h
1: Band. <laughs>
9: whatever the song is and uh, <laughs> General Bob Carpenter got the. Oh, about along. to get them start playing. Pat, I mean, he may have got lost in here. Fuck he this guy, God, dude! What's his deal?
2: The knees. What's the knees. this
9: guy? Hey, hey, nobody's gonna hate this more than him, Pat. That's oh the yeah, I know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't expect like, he that. May, <laughs> he may not be on the show anymore. He may not come back. Let's fire it up, folks. Yeah, let's fire it yeah, up. Yeah, let's to thank you for
1: yeah.
0: coming.
9: Hey, let's listen. Yeah, sure, here we go. We're like, <laughs> I'm doing that right now. Let's go. Get on down there. Get on down there. with, it. Get on down there with it.
1: Happy birthday, AJ! Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> AJ, look at the band. The band, dude. So hey, hey. hey. Oh, AJ! Hey. H- oh! Oh, hey, let's go, AJ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. hey, here we go. Wow.
9: great. quickie. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, ball. You shut this up? <laughs> <laughs> this yes. Happy birthday, AJ! Oh Let's go. Let's go. Here, I got it. So, you.
1: Come on,
2: Thank, Thank
9: you, you love yo, yo, Hey, there, go babe. give him some fives. go give him Hey, go. Bob, no, nope, not your
7: dancing monkey, Bob. <laughs> 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 Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Hey, <laughs> real quick, real quick. Oh! oh I was my gonna, happy
4: birthday.
0: I was going to OH it there. Yeah. Uh, you know I mean? Well, <laughs> you think it? AJ's coming back? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> My that God. was awesome. AJ's probably not going to be around for the rest of the show. Man, that was awesome. Thank I, you. Think, I think he loved it. Thank you, General Bob. To Thank you, General, you, Bob. you,
2: General.
0: Nice little surprise. I like the thought of AJ sitting there at a command center or whatever up in his nice. attic and then just seeing a bunch of fucking trombones show up at the house. What? Yeah. I need to go get my gun and kill her. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs>
3: could, you could see it too. He got a shit-eating grin on his face when he noticed everyone starting to come up, but that was awesome. That was awesome, that was man.
0: awesome. Hey, happy birthday, AJ. We appreciate happy you, brother. Happy birthday, AJ. AJ. Big thanks to the alumni band. Yeah, yeah, happen. Serious.
4: Yeah. A cameo. I, mean, I mean, now we know too it takes 18 minutes for AJ to get from his attic to his yeah. front door. Holy yeah, he's shit. really far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I made
3: people think I was oh, kidding God, when I, I say he lives in a 75,000 square foot estate. <laughs> yeah. you know?
4: What if he
0: just didn't go out? What if he did just say, "Well, ah, fuck this, I'm going down to the basement. <laughs> yeah. Goes from the attic, goes all the way to the basement, turns his phone off, golfs for, we don't hear from him for four hours. Mm-hmm. Certainly possible. We have not been able to get a hold of A.J. Hawk. What? Come on, A.J. We just spared no expense. We brought in a general. <laughs> yeah. To get a band to perform. The Alumni Ohio State Band to perform in his front yard. Caught him by surprise. Not sure he was going to love it looking at it as a projection of happening. Mm -hmm. Now that we got to experience it with him, I'm excited to hear if he hated it or not, or if he ever comes back to the show. That'll be something that we have to, uh, you know, just wait and see. I guess we're going to see how it plays out, just like AB in Tampa. Mm -hmm. We'll see how AJ and the PMS show kind of unfolds here after (laughs) that surprise band performance in front yard without him expecting it. Uh, Hashtag PMS. Happy birthday, AJ. Go ahead and enter in to win one of the 38,000. Dollars were given away. Uh, can't thank you enough all for being a part of this beautiful show. I guess it's trending number five already. We can't wait to see where that ends up going because AJ deserves this. Yeah, he does.
4: he'll be back. And I'm sure he hated it, but he'll say he liked it. He's probably taking a break on his stairs or something. Needed a water break. Um, he said, call back. He is
0: there. He has a special guest with him. Oh. I think I know who it is. <laughs> Axel? No. <laughs> that, who? That was my guest. The general. The general. Oh, what do you even. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now, the birthday boy himself. The only man that could get the alumni band to go out in 19 degree weather with less than 24 so hours. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. A.J. Yeah. Yeah. General. <laughs> And General Bob. And General Bob. <laughs> and General Bob. Uh, what a birthday gift. First things first. Uh, happy birthday,
7: AJ. Happy, birthday AJ. Yeah, happy birthday, birthday, AJ. Birthday, 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 AJ. Happy birthday, What's that, Bob? Obviously, you said You can hear me, right? I had to undo my, um, my earphones so Bob can hear you right now. But how did uh, this come together? I'm here to help the whole Pam,
0: <laughs> Pam thing. Hello, it is amazing. Was, hello, Miss was Lady. Uh, so just the other day, I found out it was your birthday, obviously. You know, when Aaron said that on the show and I, I know you're a Capricorn, I always did, by the way you acted and yep. the way yeah, you went about doing your stuff. I knew you were right a Capricorn, uh, but we found out it was your birthday. So my wife and I were chatting and she said somebody maybe sing at his front door. That'll be something because right. we have your address now, right? Because we had to come to your cult event. So we have your address. So showing up at your uh, house was definitely a thought. And then the brain started cooking, maybe on some vitamins because I was in a legal state at the time. And oh no, the fucking band. And the only reason why I wanted to do it is cause I thought there would be a time in the middle of it where I would say OH and then you would be forced to say io and it turns out that that wasn't the case but it was still awesome we reach out to general bob carpenter i say, bob need the band at aj hawk's house he said give me a week i'm like we only got like a day <laughs> i get a text back from this dude 4 40 a.m this morning all all systems go is what, <laughs> general bob carpenter yeah that dude is a fucking le- thank you
9: bob
1: thank you, thank you bob. bob thank
7: you bob
9: Hey, that's uh, just the good folks, Pat, over there at the Ohio State Marching Band, Get it done. Some of them came straight back from California, man. I told them, listen, going to be on the Pat McAfee Show, going to help A.J. Hawk be out there. It's his birthday. That's how Buckeye Nation rolls, man. Not even a question, because I knew how much our guy would love this. He is such, he's someone, Pat, that always kind of clamors for the limelight. He's always out in front. You know, and so I knew that this would be perfect for him. Yeah, I
0: think we're all on the same page there. You know, I think we're all on the same page there. I think we're all super pumped for it. And, hey, Bob, while you're there, I think it would only be right because you saved football and you are able to reach out to the band. And we just do this. Oh, IO. Yeah!
7: O-H. You got it. I'll give you. you O-H. Yeah, you get one I-O. Yeah!
1: AJ Hawk. Thank you. AJ Hawk. Yes,
0: AJ Hawk. Hey, AJ Hawk. Hey, you deserve one of these now. Hey, you deserve one of these.
7: Oh, maybe I'll go buy myself one at Walgreens.
0: Whoa, whoa,
7: whoa. you oh, son whoa. of a bitch! Whoa, that was uncalled,
2: Isn't that
0: what bro. you texted me and said I could get it there? It's his birthday, so we don't need to say the things we're about to say. I'll act like this was being said tomorrow. Fuck off, dude. He yeah. can't get this at a
4: this guy. Well, he's got to yeah. stop. Oh, he's got
0: the uh, he's got the Rogan chair. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He, Well, I want to let you know that uh, for the FanDuel Igloo, the whole furniture thing has been quite a conversation. We have... 7,000 chairs out there. Mm-hmm. 7,000 chairs out there. Which one do you like? Which one do you not like? Each one came with a description. This is the chair that Rogan enjoys uh, using on his particular show. We didn't know if that's what you wanted to use. Oh, this one has a Arco X uh, swivelly uh, back thing Ooh. for you. I'm like, oh, thank you. Can I sit on it and does my ass feel good? Well, and, and, well I mean, I for a certain amount of time, you can. But I appreciate you so much. Happy
7: birthday, dude hey thank you that was a surprise to me i had no idea i didn't i told you i popped the cameras up for a second i saw like 50 cars <laughs> and i'm like oh what is this and then yeah pretty amazing they were freezing cold it is not warm out
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you went out there too i think did you have shoes on or no shoes on look like you were maybe in shorts or sweats I
7: had pants on, but little house slippers. It hey, was good. It was wh-
0: fine. What's the deal with you grabbing the fucking camera? You're not supposed to be working <laughs> in the middle of that. Hell, I guess Bob had to make sure we had all the songs. Well,
7: on. I couldn't hear you. I couldn't. That's why I felt bad. I couldn't hear you, uh, uh, whatever you no, may I... be saying. But no, Bob wanted me to go out and get in the middle and dance. So I was like, Bob, that's kind of your thing. I'll, yeah. I'll film you. Oh, so like in your birthday, I want to share like what everybody's strengths
0: are, you know, and Mm. General Bob making that happen. I'm so incredibly grateful for. Happy birthday. Uh, We'll be having Michael Lombardi join us here in a few moments to break down all the things happening. That was electrifying. Yeah. yeah. We should hit up the Five Hour Energy phone line at some point in this last hour, too. 1 833 4 McAfee. Can't wait to hear what uh, folks have to say. Go to 5hourenergy.com, use promo code McAfee, get 10% off your order, AJ. Whoa.
7: Do they still have their uh, those
0: new summer flavors? Do they oh, run yeah. those in the winter? Well, so the thing about the summer flavors is I don't think we ever got that right. We weren't supposed to say summer flavors. Uh, oh, that, just was flavors. flavors. Uh, that was That was But it was original, and they were <laughs> incredible. Watermelon. They were available and, in the summer. And they were delightful. Oh, my God. Oh, my Tropical God. Berry. Oh, my yeah, God. yeah, you on. can get any of those, AJ, especially for your – you know what? We'll send some. We'll get 10% oh, off. So it's not 100% of a gift. It's 90% of a gift, but you won't know that. So we'll send it to you, pal, to get you from A to B. B, being energetic for the next – Five hours. Let's go to Floyd in
9: Virginia. What's going on, Floyd? What's going on, Pat? Nice to, uh, nice to talk to you, man. I had not got a chance to call you since you came on Mad Dog. Uh, oh. But I love it, man. I love listening to you guys every day. I'm disabled, so I'm, a, I'm able to sit in my truck and listen to the show every day. I think it's awesome, man. Oh, great show. Floyd, one, Floyd, Floyd,
0: Floyd, we appreciate that, man. Thank you for listening. And also, I don't know much about blues music or anything like that. But you, I think you should take that truck maybe in front of a microphone and just have somebody play some tunes in the back. Your nah, voice nah, 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 is
9: nah, nah, nah. amazing, Floyd. Oh, wow. Nobody's ever told me that. They usually tell me to shut up. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. I get that a lot as well. I get that a lot as hey, well. There's only one problem. Uh, you got a lot of OGs listening to the program now from Mad Dog. And the one thing about it is we don't tweet. <laughs> so if we need to get in touch with the show we need to get in touch with it a different way how
0: do we do it, what do you think should be the move here Floyd, because the only reason why we do it on Twitter is because it's so easy to find everybody that enters it's easily to be randomized because you can just scroll through and then pick it's literally the only way we have discovered uh, that is easy, efficient and actually random whenever we do it, is there any other way should, do you have any ideas or you just think we should think about that as we uh, progress forward here
9: well, I think you could, you could give it a little thought, but right, I think that. it'd be easier for me to join Twitter as long
1: as I not push
9: I think that is the case,
0: Floyd. We appreciate you. A lot of people don't have Twitter accounts until they get on there for our contest. Yeah. Because a lot of people have won and their only tweets are towards us. And other people at the beginning were getting pissed, like, oh, this is just a fake account. It's like, no, this is somebody that wasn't on Twitter who only gets on Twitter to do our things. And we appreciate it. I understand it's not the platform for everybody. We love YouTube, absolutely love being on YouTube because we're able to do whatever the fuck we want over here, kind of live by our own rules. But the comments section, much different than just being able to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's just a different game, different animal. But joining us, now is a man who is also a different animal. Uh-huh. A man who has a job in every single department of entertainment at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's a speaker; has done a TED talk. Yeah, what? He's an author. He has numerous books. Uh, I think he, that are in the uh, are bestseller the bestseller brush? thing. Which, by the way, I'm a big-time book club reader, so I understand what that means. Top bestsellers. Oh, yeah. It's like Billboard 100. He has a uh, live show. What? He has a podcast. What? He has Daily Shuffle email newsletter, or Daily Coach email uh, newsletter sh- uh, that we absolutely love. love what? It? He has um, a podcast, obviously, mm-hmm. and I believe he does stand-up comedy. Oh, sports. wow. Yeah, not only that, he used to be general manager for a team, a coaching consultant, an advisor, had been a, an assistant, everything in the, the state to football ladies and gentlemen maybe the most interesting man in the history of football how's your family michael lombardi
11: yeah, appreciate it thank you for having me my family's great we got an addition of the first girl in the lombardi family which is kind of amazing our granddaughter our fifth granddaughter so everything's good here like we're all blessed i mean it's kind of a great opportunity to experience the 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 uh being around a young a young girl we've had nothing but girl dogs but we've had <laughs> all boys so it's fun. Well, happy birthday to the fifth granddaughter. Happy birthday, AJ. Yes, happy birthday. No, hey, no, no, no. Buddy.
0: Listen, AJ had a whole band, and I yeah, know that's so. going to be tough to follow for you saying, but I was saying to your granddaughter, like, happy... Oh, you know?
11: yeah. Well, she just turned, she, she was born uh, December 3rd, right before the Buffalo game, so she was instrumental in helping the Patriots beat the Buffalo <laughs> in that weather. Hey! So Then she went on immediately, she learned about the NFL, she went on an immediate two-game losing streak, so, you know. <laughs> how about this girl? This
0: is how she's going to be raised, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you're one and two and then you, <laughs> yeah. thankfully you're able to turn it around. Now she's
11: 500. She's, right now she's 500. Looking for a win against Miami. Get it, get for the playoffs.
0: Finns uh, might be dunzo, dude. The Lombardi granddaughter is going to be dancing all over. Congrats on that. Uh, happy birthday to AJ, by the way. We love that guy. We appreciate you every time you stop on. Uh, let's start with the Tampa Bay AB situation because it is the news of the day. Yeah. And then we'll roll into the other NFL headlines, which we can't wait to get your thoughts because you're around the NFL and still are. Uh, and have been for so long a b tampa bay that is just something that is he said dave said but there's video out there somewhere right like the truth will come out at some point lombardi is that not the case you think and why are both so strong in their uh places is is this all posturing is this they're hoping it goes away is this for grievance what do you think behind the scenes is happening between the legality situations
11: well, considering that that on Sunday the Bucs said nothing and it took them till Thursday to say something, that leads you into legalese, right? It leads you into, look, here's what we're going to say and this is what we have to say. And they, they, they basically dotted their I's and crossed their T's. We do know he was on the injury report last week. So we do know he didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And there was questions whether he was going to play in the game. I don't know what happened during the game, but I do know this. His behavior, his actions, to me, are more of someone screaming for help than anything.
6: Huh.
11: I, I really do. I feel like he's, he, he's, he needs some help, whether it's, you know, I don't know with whom, but to me, that's really what I saw in his display coming off the field. And and you, you guys have both been a part of the game. If a player tells a coach he can't go, I have never heard a coach say, just go back in the game. The first response usually is, Go see the trainer. Go talk to the guy, and then the trainer comes and tells the coach what's going on. So there's obviously a disconnect, and I think for for all of us that there's somewhere in the middle. The Bucks have gone strong with their campaign today. Antonio has done his thing, which I think is not getting the best advice possible. So I think the one underlying factor in all this is Antonio Brown could use someone to talk to, someone to help him, because I think he's a kid that's crying out for help.
7: Huh. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I I think people will be talking about. Yeah, who knows what the future holds for him, but what does the future hold for him when it comes to football? Like, do you think he plays again somewhere?
11: I think it's going to require sponsorship. You know, the NFL is all about sponsorship, right? It's how does Mike Glennon get his backup quarterback job when his record has never been very good as a backup quarterback? Well, someone sponsored him, right? Someone walked in the room with credibility and said – Mike Lennon could be our guy. Let's sign Mike Lennon. That, that's called sponsorship. We used to call it scholarship at the Raiders because when Al gave any player a scholarship, it was five. I mean, I paid Chad Slaughter millions of dollars to be a backup tackle. And, you know, he and I both knew he wasn't a backup tackle. We just laughed about it. But Al thought he was. Life goes on. But it's going to take someone like Jerry Jones. It's going to take someone like... Like Andy Reid, someone who has sponsorship and the ownership. That act. was Tom
7: Brady, though, right? Sorry to cut you off. That was, was Tom. there was
11: no doubt, AJ. That was Tom Brady sponsored. He had enough political clout because remember, I got ridiculed by the Worldwide Leader saying that there's no way Bruce Arians was quoted after I reported he was going to sign in Tampa. The Worldwide Leader came out and said there's no way he's going to sign. They quoted Bruce Arians, which I'm sure that was true, but Brady sponsored. Everything in the NFL is coming down to sponsor. Somebody's got to sponsor somebody. And if you don't have sponsorship, you're not getting a job. Look, there's just no chance. And so I think it's going to take someone with severe clout, somebody with really uh, the ability to, to not care. If Al Davis were here and he wanted to sign him, he would sign him. If Jerry Jones wants to sign him, he'll sign him and he'll deal with the consequences. But I think that's the only way. You know,
0: now I don't want to talk about who would or could potentially do that. But Dion is a guy, Dion Sanders, Coach Prime, is a guy who has helped a lot of people. I think he's viewed as OG, big brother. I'm gonna go talk. If Dion thought he was in a place that was good, he could then potentially go to Jerry or somebody and be like, hey, I worked with him, and that is what you're referring to as sponsorship, right? That is what no, you're- no doubt.
11: Yeah. Like, look, I'll take care of this guy. It's on me. If it doesn't work out, it's gonna come down on me. Because most personnel guys, they're not gonna wanna go and say, look, I'll take all my career and put it on the line for Antonio Brown. I mean, past performance predicts future behavior, right? So why would you do that? And I think that in this case, in this specific case, it would need someone of significant clout, someone who had the juice – in the organization and typically that's an owner or someone like Andy Reid or a Bill Belichick or a Sean Payton somebody like that that can put his stamp on him and go forward okay so let's move on to
0: what we learned yesterday and we have no idea what the future holds between AB and Tampa AB and his future uh he released a song is there an, an album coming that might tell us more <laughs> I mean there's a lot on the plate here and this is not what you want to be thinking about at week 18 going into the playoffs like this is a big this is a massive distraction do you think it bunker mentalities Tampa or do you think think like you can't deal with this type of thing while other teams are priming up to win a goddamn Super Bowl right now?
11: Right. I, I think this is, and this is the week maybe they can deal with it because they opened up at 16 point favorites against Carolina and immediately dropped down to eight. So that lends me to believe that, you know, with Shaq Barrett, not healthy with Jason Pierre, Paul, not oh healthy, dear. that maybe the Bucks feel like, look, we'll take the three seed where we are and just live with it. And if we lose the Carolina, who cares? We get a home game, we'll play. We can beat anybody at any time. Let's be really healthy with who we have. To me, I think that's more of the conversation, you know, and then we got to get this distraction because they're not healthy right now. I mean – they were fortunate enough to pull out that win against the Jets, but their defense missing Barrett, missing uh, Pierre Paul, that really hurt them in that game. And, and Zach Wilson, I thought, played his best great game as a New York Jet.
0: Yeah, Zach and Bob, I'm excited to see what they become. They have to be better than the Giants. Who
11: yeah. Warren hey. Sharp
0: reported on his Twitter account that not at one po- or not at any point of the season. For the last five years, have the Giants had an above 500 record? That's via sharp football. There has not been one moment in that building for the last five years where they walked in and said, well, pretty good football team. Not nice. one Jeez. moment in five years of sharp football going through the analytics. That is a bad
11: look. That's a bad look, Greeny. Well, oh, they, they need an intervention. They need an intervention. Lombardi. You know, I'm not sure it's the same intervention that Christopher Moltisanti had of the Sopranos, but they need an intervention. Okay. I mean, when you're this bad, when you're a 27% winning percentage team over the last five years, which is what the Giants are, you know, they're really bad. And when you're doing that and you're John Mara, if you think it's going to be fire and Gettleman's going to solve the problem, that's you're wrong. If you think giving Joe Judge another year that's wrong. You you have an institutional problem within your building. And we wrote about this for the Daily Coach. You know, it's it's we, we call the shirt sleeve's problem. Whenever a family business gets passed on to third generations, there's always too many family members within the building. And that doesn't always lend itself to the most creative thinking, the most adaptability to change mm. and the ability to respond. And I think the Giants are living proof of the shirt sleeve's theory. And they must have an intervention. John Mara is the president. He's been presiding over the worst time in Giant football. You'd have to go back to the miracle at the Meadowlands to have football as bad in New York as you are now. I mean, the miracle in the Meadowlands, let's just set the stage here in that game. You guys remember the fumble, right? Joe Pasarczyk fumbled and Herm okay. Edwards picked it up and ran it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did actually remember
0: that. The
11: Giants yeah. were 5-6 and six at that point in the season. The Eagles were 6-5. and five. They had that game won. Their season was going to bloom, but that play really was the intervention for the Giants to change the course of the history of their franchise, bring in George Young, hire Ray Perkins, then Bill Parcells. I think the Giants need an intervention. I I think they think they're going to continue to go along, oh, we're going to hire Kevin Abrams, or we're going to hire Monty Ostendorf from Tennessee, and that's going to change everything. No, there's institutional issues within that building that have to change, because when you're 27% winning percentage, you're bad. Now, in any other profession, you would be in bankruptcy court. In the NFL, you're still making a profit. Yeah, a
7: lot of money. Hey, Mike, first, what do you make of of Joe Judge's comments? He kind of
11: went on a long rant after their last
7: loss to talk about how things in the culture are changing, going in the right direction. And also, what exactly does an
11: intervention look like if they have one? Is it just bringing Russell Wilson in? Well, I think what the intervention looks like is bring somebody in from the outside who can give them expertise on what they need to do to change. Give them somebody with who doesn't have a lineage to the family, who's not part of this, and say, get, a, as Art Modell used to tell me all the time, kid, we need a new set of eyes. You know, get a new set of eyes in here to look at it and kind of make some suggestions. I thought Joe really was trying to sell something that he couldn't sell. Look, you know, you were pathetic. Whoever decided to bring in this guy as the backup quarterback made a disastrous decision. We said it when they did it. You know, your whole team is really not very good. I don't know where you're coming from with this rhetoric. It doesn't make any sense. You're not selling anybody on it. You know, just take your losses. Look, we weren't good enough today. You know, everybody says that that this is he's modeling himself after Belichick. Belichick has never made an excuse in his life. We're not good enough. We didn't coach good enough. We didn't play good enough. We didn't do anything good enough. Period. End of story. And I think that Joe, by overselling it, looks bad and looks almost like PT Barnum like he's just trying to create followers when there's nothing to follow
0: oh like a clown show he looks like
11: yeah I think he did I mean I think he made it I think he made whoever's advising him to give into that speech and Joe's an emotional guy and you know he probably wanted to try to you know hey look he's working his ass off but he can't fix it the problem is if you don't know what the problems are how can you fix it oh you know and and I think that's the problem at the Giants they don't even know what the problems are they're going to fire Gettleman on Monday morning, and, and they'll open the search up, and they'll say they're going to go out and expand the market interview. All. But at the end of the day, John Mara runs the team. He's the president of the team. That and leads, he- Hey, that leads
0: me to this. And we kind of went on a rant yesterday. The whole world did. If it's somebody that we don't care about's opinion, how do we expect them to ever get it right? So if they're going to go hire a new GM, like who says that this Mara family is going to hire the right GM and be able to turn around the entire? No, but history tells us uh, that us that they won't. Pivoting away from the Giants, they're not expect to talk about the Giants this long because who gives a fuck, honestly, at this point. No, 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 not your fault. It was my fault actually because as soon as it popped up, I thought of Warren Sharp in there. But it is something that I think leads us to a great conversation about the opinions of people that are in empowering things, I think we should start looking into those people a little bit more so we find reason and why decisions are being made. Now, that's not just in sports. I think that's in life, but in yesterday, it kind of got spotlighted around this dude, Pornhub Arkush. This guy is a diehard Chicago Bears fan. None of us knew he existed. Turns out, he's been deciding the biggest award in the biggest league on earth for some time. We had no idea how or why yesterday. He came out with preconceived notions about who's going to win the MVP. Before the- the season even started he said hey if this guy's jumping off waterfalls out there in hawaii he ain't my mvp if he has problems business wise behind the scenes with a team he ain't my because nobody's ever done that before he ain't my mvp if he comes out and he lies to people like me and others and says he ain't my mvp and all these things he said publicly like, it's like, okay, so you are projecting your feelings towards this entire award that's supposed to be non-biased. I assume that is why you were selected to do this thing. How is that? I think we learned a lot about the MVP process and a lot of awards yesterday, more so than anything. And Hub's doing what Hub does. He apologized, took a shot at us, I think, and everybody else had attacked him, which was the whole world. But how did that happen? When did that happen, Lombo? You've been around the NFL for a long time. How did we get to the point where these people – who stink are the ones deciding our biggest award in our league in
11: our game? Well, I think first of all, let me say, give me a Jeff Van Gundy quote. Jeff Van Gundy once said, "Why would you take it, Why would you? Why would you listen to criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from? Seek advice, yeah. Okay, so I think let's set that at stage. I, I think it was the greatest thing that ever happened to the, the NFL yesterday with Hubarkish, because it exposed the true problem with the National Football League in terms of these awards and also in terms of the Hall of Fame selection." Like, I'm writing a book about the Hall of Fame, who belongs in it, who doesn't, and I think it's really an injustice that's going on with these guys that have the votes that really don't understand, and they keep people out. John Madden once said, when I was asked by a lot of his friends who was told to me recently, why did it take you 26 years to get into the Hall of Fame? And he told this friend, he said, well, I have a lot of people that are against me. They they have grudges against me. One of the grudges was he had twelve Hall of Famers. He only went to one conference. He only went to one Super Bowl. You know, even though he was the winningest coach with a hundred wins or more in NFL history, yet it took him twenty six years to get into the Hall of Fame. We're going to put Dick Vermeil in the Hall of Fame this year, in front of Mike Holmgren, in front of Mike Shanahan, in front of George Seifert, who have who all have multiple Super Bowl wins, right? Who have been there, have a higher winning percentage. But what we talked about earlier, sponsorship. When you don't have sponsorship, this is what happens. And there's bias in all these ratings. There's bias in all these ratings. There is no way that you could ever say Aaron Rodgers is in the MVP of the league. He's the best player by far. But we're giving people who hold bias a chance to vote. Cornelius Bennett was the two-time defensive player of the year. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. And Andre Reid on the same team is. Are you sure that's right? Are you sure? that's right? There's so much of this we could go back and forth all over this. Clark Shaughnessy invented the forward pass. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Buddy Parker invented the two-minute offense. He invented hand- when Tom Brady gives hand signals, thank Buddy Parker. He can't get in the Hall of Fame. Like he can't and he won two championships. He beat the Cleveland Browns twice in 52 and 53. Paul Browns, Cleveland Browns, they were the greatest team ever. And yet he can't even get a sniff. So this is just – hub arc is, is just the tip of the iceberg. It is exposed flaws in the system, major flaws, because there's bias. And unless you have people that are willing to – who know, I mean, how can somebody judge coaches that never coached? Yeah. I, I, also, though, for, when you're talking about
7: sponsorship, for head coaching like availabilities – don't you think you have to get sponsored to become a head coach? If you you never become never been a head coach, all of a sudden your name gets floated out there and you're in the interview cycle like that. A lot of it comes from the media too, and I feel like it really helps if you have a good relationship with the media. And then all of a sudden people just assume you're a good coach.
11: No, I mean, look, Don Martindale is one of the best defensive coaches I've ever been around. He's a little bit like John Madden, and Bill Parcells. I think he'd be an unbelievable. He has all he checks all the boxes in leadership for me. And I've been around him. And and I'm not saying this because he's my friend. I mean, I have a lot of friends that I wouldn't recommend, but I I would. But but he can't get a sniff. He can't get it because nobody sponsors him. Nobody, nobody sponsors him. There's got to be. But if you have a certain agent or who sponsors you and you have connections and you can work the back room, you know, I, I compared this yesterday on my show. In 1960, Lyndon Johnson went to the Los Angeles Convention Center expecting to become the nominee for president of the Democratic Party. What he found out was Bobby and Teddy Kennedy were were stealing votes from him all through the campaign. Johnson never ran for any primary. He thought he was going to be delivered the Democratic, Democratic presidential. He found out. He got backsided. He got biased because he didn't run. That's politics, right? That's politics. Politics is in the NFL. We don't put the best players in the hall. We put the most electable. Remember this about the NFL. It's a select, it's an elected position, not selected. Hey, real
0: quick, if LBS are pounds, what's LBJ?
11: LBJ was the uh, most fascinating human yeah, on Leonard planet. Leonard B. Johnson. I mean, we, we, we could use, in spite of Vietnam, we could use some of his political savvy. He, i tell you what. LBJ would have controlled that Hall of Fame room. We would have people would have been moving <laughs> left and right. <laughs> and i say this LBJ would have had Aaron Rodgers as the MVP, and LBJ would have had Mike Rabel as the, as the best coach of the NFL this year.
0: Okay, let's dive into that. Some of these other awards, you know, that get voted upon that now with a lot of money is being bet on. I think that is why what happened with R. Kush is such a big deal, you know? By the way, Kush should not even be in that name. No. <laughs> that should be. Pornhub are Bush, mm-hmm. right? Because Kush yeah. is a comp. I mean, that dude, yeah, yeah crystal like scum. He's from Chicago. Chicago you know. Crystal Lake. Chicago. Yeah, he's from Chicago. 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 Bears he's from Chicago. And Cubs by the way, coaches. I appreciate the fact that mm-hmm. he's just a, a a Bears and Cubs pundit and like sure. a, a blogger and all that. That's cool. But once you become like a representative of the NFL for the most prestigious award, I just don't, who do you think should be the one voting for that? Who should be the one voting for Coach of the Year, you think? Who should be the one doing all the Hall of Fame stuff? How do you find somebody without bias? Because naturally humans, and I'm sure you've done a lot of because you love thinking deeply about people not everybody has some sort of bias, don't they?
11: How would they be able yeah. to figure that out, you think, Lombo? I I just think to me you have to you have to remove it. You know, when you make decisions for a living, you have to fight against all your biases. You have to know what they are and you have to fight against them. You know, for me, I, I know what my biases tend to be and I have to guard against it, you know? And so you just kind of strictly work that way and try to manifest yourself to make the best decision and remind yourself of the bias. Oh, you just don't like that guy. People think, I don't like Matt LaFleur, right? I don't think Matt LaFleur is the coach of the year. I think Aaron Rodgers has You can't be coach of the year and have that special teams as bad as they are. You can't. Coach of the year encompasses everything. Mm. It just doesn't encompass calling plays for Aaron Rodgers, Right. It doesn't. So I, you know, to me, Mike Vrabel, he's lost 80 games to starters this year. He's the number one seed in the in the in the AFC with a team that, frankly, if Matt Lafleur went and go coach Tennessee, what do you think that record would be? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another one. They get enough credit. I mean, how about my man Mike Tomlin? We all know we love Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is one of the great players. He's going in the Hall of Fame. I, I think he's fabulous. Right. However. We know, Tone, we know that, it, that, that, the, that it was, it's over. He's managing a Since. player at the end of his career, right? Which is something Since. Phil Jackson didn't want to do, right? Phil Jackson stopped coaching the Lakers because he didn't want to coach Kobe at the end of his career, okay? Mike Tomlin's coaching Ben at the end of his career, and he's massaging the offense around him, knowing that he can't do it, and he's won eight games. Sean Payton's had four quarterbacks. He's competing for a playoff spot. To me, that's coach of the year. Oh, Frank Wright, if had he not lost to Oakland, Netflix. he would have been at least Coach of the Year.
0: Yeah, Kevin James would be Coach yeah, of the Year yeah, for yeah. sure. Go
3: ahead, Ty Michael. When you look at what's going on in Tampa Bay with the Antonio Brown stuff and L.A. the Rams, you know Stafford's thrown what five pick sixes this year, and he's kind of he's thrown several interceptions uh, over the last few weeks here. Are the Packers you think the favorite to come out of the NFC? Like, are we staring down a potential Packers-Chiefs Super
11: Bowl? I would say this to the 14 teams that get in it. I, I, I have never in my career thought of this as, there's not one dominant team. In single elimination tournament, you don't have to be the best team. You just have to be the best team that day. And I think anybody could pull an upset on anyone. I think if, if you go into Green Bay and the Packers special teams play like they do at times, you could steal a victory from the great Aaron Rodgers, even though he's going to do everything in his power to keep it from you. But if you play the game like Cleveland does, minus the minus the, minus the, minus the turnovers, and run the ball, you might beat him in that place. So I, I don't know if there's a clear-cut favorite in this tournament. I think this is the wide openest tournament I have ever seen. You obviously- I do favor the Packers because of Rodgers, because of his – I mean, look, You know the ball doesn't even get the ball is almost remarkably how he puts it on. I've never seen anything. I would hate to play darts with Aaron Rodgers. It's a handoff. I I was thinking about this the other day, like beer pong. He's got to be a fucking assassin. I would assume.
1: Mm
11: -hmm. I mean, so to answer your question, I think if you like long odds, I mean, I wouldn't still be down on the Colts. I think what we learned about the Colts last week is Carson Wentz doesn't practice. Then don't bet on Carson Wentz.
0: You would bet on Carson Wentz if he practices, though. I would, but I bet on that team because of it. <laughs> Carson Wentz broke my heart last week. Yeah, I mean, He did. I had to rewatch the loss again on Hard Knocks last night. Yeah. I had to rewatch the loss once again. Hard knocks in season has been awesome, Lombo. Now you've it's had awesome.
11: No, it's great. I, I like it much. I watch it. It's much better than out of season. It's not as staged. It's not as phony as it is in the summer. And I agree. I mean, look, you watch that tape of the game and and really you know, he th- tries to throw an interception that turns into a touchdown, but he misses T.Y. Hilton for a touchdown.
0: Yeah. And they showed that, by the way. They, they showed it like yeah. from three different angles. <laughs> in I mean, slow it's, it's like there.
11: That. I mean, that's all you can do as a coach. And, and and the reason he missed the throw is he didn't practice all week. That's why I know Allen Iverson said we're talking practice, but we do have to practice. Yeah,
0: especially in the NFL with so many key pieces. And that's something you hope that Carson, he misses it in Week 17. But when it comes to the super wild card weekend and the divisional round, the championship and the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz going to make that throw. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, about yeah. matchups. It's Hopefully. all about matchups. And there's a lot still on the
4: line. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Lombardi, how do you feel about the Bengals in them um, resting Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and a few of their other superstars, and possibly dropping from the three seed to the four seed and most likely playing New England?
11: I think it's probably the smartest move they can make. I wouldn't put Joe or Burrow behind a backup offensive line against anyone. You know, I I think you couldn't, you can't risk them. Their, their line is so bad. And Burrow has done a wonderful job of really getting the ball out of his hands so quickly that he could get hit. And we saw it at the end of the Kansas city game, he could get hit at any time and it could cost you your season. I mean, you, you can't risk that. You can't risk that. And I know it'd be great to go up there and win, but let Brandon Allen play. Let him take the hits and see what happens. And let's get ready for the fifth seed. Is it New England? Is it going to be somebody else? Let's have a healthy team for the playoffs as opposed to thinking we're going to win a meaningless game up in, up in Cleveland. I, I agree wholeheartedly, especially with the lack of depth on this Bengal team and their inability to really protect Burrow consistently. So, if the Bengals lose and the
0: Pats, Bills, and Colts win, it'll be Colts, Bills, Pats, Bengals. If yeah. anything else happens, it's Colts, Bengals, Pats, Bills for a third time in the season. Whatever the case, the AFC is going to be fucking electrifying. That's playoff football, though. That's yeah, right. playoff football, though. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah.
2: Lobo, you already gave us a little nugget on Tampa Bay. Even though Bruce said, hey, they're, put, they're trying for the 2 seed this weekend, you disagree. Is there any other nuggets this weekend that you think there may be an advantage on the field as far as teams that are playing guys in Notter? Not trying and get
11: him. You know, I I think Mike Zimmer is going to play like it's the Super Bowl. I mean, if you look at Zimmer in preseason, he plays it hard. You know, and I I I would be surprised. Now we know Chicago. I don't think, and these rules are so different. I don't think just I thought Justin Fields has to wait five days. I know he's vaccinated, but I think I thought he'd have to wait five or two negative tests. I don't know, but he's not going to get practice. And if he doesn't practice against the Mike Zimmer blitzes, I think I think Minnesota will play hard. I think they'll probably play well. I, I know Lamar Jackson's not going to play, so that's you can forget about that. You know that's not going to happen. Even though they have a one percent chance of making the playoffs, but that would be the other nugget. I, I don't know how I don't know how Baltimore is six points favorite than Pittsburgh. But then when you watch Pittsburgh on Monday night, how do how do you throw the ball forty six times for one hundred thirty yards like that. and that's win the game?
2: Mike wasn't about to stats. Hey, 46 night. attempts, 123 yards. Mm-hmm.
11: Big
0: Ben took the tractor. Another, Another round. round.
2: Another round.
1: Another, Another round.
0: round. The NFL films footage of him sitting down and the thank you Ben chance happening afterwards was straight out of the WWE. It was fucking awesome, and I can't wait to see the doc that comes from it later. Ben
2: did say on Sunday night, like, "Oh shit, we have to play, we have to play the Ravens on Sunday." So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the motive Mike Tom will have the boys up.
0: So speaking of motivation here, the Colts just lose to the Raiders at home. What are you doing, by the way, in the Jeez. middle of a playoff push? They beat the Cardinals with nobody. They lose to the Raiders with everybody in a major time for their team and seeding and everything. They beat the Jags by what? 50 this weekend, you think? I think they, they have to get back on track, right? Jonathan Taylor? If he I runs do. if he runs That's for two seventy but... Hey, if Jonathan Taylor runs for two 270 yards or something like that, 230 yards. He has 2,000 yards on the season, you know? So I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to feed him. But I think the Colts are going to come out and try to fucking bury the Jaguars after what happened last week. It just feels like that's kind of the mindset going in.
11: You know, last year I thought the same thing too, and they struggled to win that game last year. And they've yet to win in Jacksonville last since week. 2014. Uh-oh. That's first week.
0: Last week was last year was first week. Remember Joe Uh-oh. Dirt? Uh, he intercepted Phil Rivers. This team's a whole different. Yeah, animal, 2015 And in the, last right
11: game, in the last game of the season in Indy, I thought it was going to be a complete devastation, and, and I believe Jacksonville covered, even though you know they were looking for a new coach and all that. Oh, so no. I'm Uh-oh. with you. I think Indy will play really well. I think Tennessee will play really well too this week because of it. Kansas City, that line. I went to work today to do my show at twelve. That line was ten. by the time I left the show, it's up to eleven and a half, twelve. So people are betting Kansas City. I worry about Kansas City getting backdoor covered because that's typically what Kansas, if they lay down. But I, I, I'm with you. I think Indy's got to play really well. And Jacksonville, look, last week they had twenty some guys missing. A lot of them on defense. I don't know if they're going to get many of those guys back. Just quick, quick question
0: here. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to be. The bearer of bad news here, but like sure. the these teams in which it it doesn't matter, okay to them, mm-hmm. it is so hard to predict if they're going to be good or not. And you said like Zimmer, you got to read off a of Zimmer. Is that you just got to trust the coach, the culture? Because like in Jacksonville, what is the culture like? What clown is,
5: out. Yeah, Yeah. their
0: fans are scheduling a clown out for Trent Bulky to get run out of town or whatever. How do you know what motivates people and what doesn't, I guess? And that's kind of the whole game of gambling, it feels like.
11: Yeah, I mean, it's the hardest thing. You know the Colts are going to play their best, but will they lay off? You know, once they get in the third quarter, they have control of the game. They know they got to play next week. Do they take some of their guys out? Oh. Which then, oh, and is Jackson Mahomes going to be on the sideline for the Chiefs? Because yeah. we yeah. did see that, that, that's the other thing you got to factor <laughs> in. This who who's going to in the fourth quarter? Who's going to work against the clock and just go home with the win? I mean, I I think that makes this weekend the hardest weekend to bet in all of sports. Wow.
0: Well- that's why we had you on, Lombo. We can't thank you enough. It was great seeing you. Congrats to your Italian family and your granddaughter. Uh-huh. I hope she gets above five hundred this weekend against the Dolphins. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the host of everything, the doer of all things, Super Bowl champion Michael Lombardi. Thank you. Yeah! Much. Hey, Ty, I appreciate you, dude. Please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Thursday evening. We're back tomorrow for a feel good Friday that people will talk about for minutes. No, it should be a good one tomorrow. A lot of guests coming on that we haven't heard of, not heard of, haven't talked to. Jeez, Luis, that was a little rude. I didn't mean that. First time conversations happen tomorrow. Hopefully good times, and I can't thank you all enough. It's week 18 of the NFL regular season, and although that is heartbreaking, we need to enjoy the hell out of this. So let's do as such. We'll see you, Minana. Ty, hit that music.